from downtown, this is Tim Kitsar from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we have Asa here from Borderland Entertainment to talk about Paper Mario and the Nintendo Mini Direct. Super Mini. Between moving and Mario, my life is consumed by cardboard. I just keep playing the same old things. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 229, your place for Nintendo news from Nintendo fans like yourselves. We are your hosts. I'm Trey, the ultimate theme collector, Johnson. I'm Jeremy, thinky, thinky, panic, Mikowski. I'm John, free to play knitter. (laughs) And and we have a special guest this week. Yes, I am Asa, Hyrulean Chef, Green River. Hyrulean Chef? Yeah. Oh, I think I... Can I get a little history on that? Sure. I, I think I know. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. So I I backed on Kickstarter this project called The Legends Cookbook, and I finally received my copy in the mail. So what this guy did is he compiled all of the recipes from Breath of the Wild, and then translated them to like real life recipes and put them in a book. And wow. it's the most fantastical. I meant to to bring it downstairs, but I forgot to grab it. But I'll have to post a picture of it or something. But it's it's incredible. Is that an officially licensed book? I don't think it's officially licensed, although he's got a lot of official... There's, like, the Hyrulean Crest is in there, Triforce is all over the place, the font is even, like, that classic Legend of Zelda font. So I'm sure there was, like, some sort of communication had there, because I I don't know how you could sell those and get away. I was going to say, I'd I'd guess that it's probably not licensed, because, you know, Nintendo's not... They don't like throw around licenses, pretty you know, very often, especially for like right. Zelda style stuff. But so, are, oh, yeah, I would totally buy a Nintendo cookbook. Like that's great, like, especially Zelda Breath of the Wild, obviously the cooking theme. Like, why hasn't yeah. that been done yet? Yeah, officially. Yeah. Can, so, so you can actually make the stuff from Breath of the Wild, is what you're saying? Like in real life, you yeah, can really cook in real life a meal. Every every single recipe, even like the dubious mess ups, those are in there as well. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Even Does the one actually blur it out in real life. Even the ones where, <laughs> even the ones where you can like put monster parts and stuff in there, like that one lady was telling you to do. Yeah. So the ones with monster parts, um, I don't, I don't remember exactly what's in those recipes, but I mean, he he has something in there for every corresponding part or, or meat from the game. How do you, how do you make like a hearty durian thing? That was like basically towards the end there. All I did was make the hearty stuff because that was what I thought were the best ones. Hearty pumpkin soup. Yeah. Where you just take like one thing and it just gives you extra hearts. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it, it's all over the place. There's tons of stuff in there. Yeah. I'll have to go back through it. Yeah. Send, send me a link and I'll put it in the descriptions for this. So people, so people, can, so people can look at it. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely like to see a picture of anything you make. Like, try to make it look like legendary. I, you know, what I thought about like trying to stream, like doing like a cooking stream and showing my 
my stumbling through the cookbook, but I'm really self-conscious about my cooking skills. So I don't know <laughs> if I feel confident enough to do that. Oh, it'll, it'll be fun. You I know, mean, I Mike stirs it with a sword. So, you know, it's not like he's true. He I've got a little dagger. He doesn't even really <laughs> stir it. He just like puts it in a pot and then it just is done. So it's, mm. it just know. comes along. Yeah, make sure yeah. you hold your ingredients <laughs> like this. <laughs> you like like this <laughs> and he cook, and he also cooks everything in like in like 10 seconds so actually probably like five seconds yeah so it's really quick about an hour yeah but no that's cool i, I didn't i didn't know about that that's uh definitely something one to, thing if you work your way through a cookbook your cooking skills will improve so right that's There's true extra motivation for it yeah after the first uh after, after you do the first thing yeah, just keep going, and then it'll get better from there. I promise. Make like a Julia and Julia, <laughs> but I did it with Feast of Fiction, so I'm excited to do it with with this. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, no, I think you should definitely do that. Go for it. Try it out. I I I, for, I would like to know what some of those recipes are like or how difficult they are because <laughs> I don't think it's just like put a you just throw a pumpkin like on the stove and then you get pumpkin soup. You know, it's got right. <laughs> there's got to be a lot more <laughs> extra stuff in there, but that's still cool that that you have that type of thing. There was this uh, anime that, that uh, my wife and I were super obsessed with for a while, and we still are because it's actually not over yet. But uh, there's this anime called Food Wars. I don't know if you've yes. seen it or heard about it, but they make these like really really cool. Uh, I mean, it's a food show. Like it's basically like a whatever. Iron that, Chef. I, yeah, it's like Iron Chef in the form right. of uh, anime with you know mixed a little bit of Harry Potter ness, I guess at times. But it's a uh, but they make all these all these sorts of crazy different food in there. And in and in the original comic and on the manga, you could there was recipes in there. And I would love somebody to make like a book of Food Wars recipes. I would totally buy that. You know, just, there's there's more places like Destiny just came out with a cookbook. So yeah. just give it time. It'll yeah, yeah. And we and I was we didn't know unfortunately we didn't know about Food Wars when we went to Japan, even though it's been on for like five years, but we just started watching it. Mm-hmm. But um but they did have some cafes that had some of the food, but some of the food that they have in the show is too extravagant, I think, for those cafes. Yeah. But I, I think out of I, out of all the I mean I went to a couple of cafes while I was there. And that that one actually makes sense as a cafe versus like ones that you go to that just have like rice that looks like Gundam look, looks like a Gundam head you know it's like okay <laughs> you know or like the Square Cafe we went there and I got pancakes like with a like with, with a little Lodo sprite on the top of it and it's like okay all right that's amazing <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> but they did have like bow slimes so whatever but yeah no it's it would be cool but yeah definitely uh, cookbooks are cool. Um, how, how are you, uh, dealing with, uh, with the quarantine and all that and, and the coronavirus outbreak? Corona. 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 You know, this is, um, probably, I don't want to say one of the, <laughs> the best situations for myself because it's a terrible situation overall. I miss my family. I miss my friends, but being a new dad. Uh, a, a really busy person and also just kind of like I do have tendencies to be a little antisocial at times. Like this has just been really great for me to hermit crab myself and just hide away. But yeah. I do feel like I'm getting to the point where like, I, I want to go out more of course, like staying social distancing, wearing my mask, but yeah. Are you, are you able to work still? from home yeah i um so my nine to five is i work in digital marketing so thankfully the the internet's one thing that they can't shut down yeah so Mm -hmm. so that's where i've been 
I started paternity leave like right before this whole thing happened. So I literally just came out of paternity leave and just stayed home. So, yeah, yeah and no, I understand you on, you know, it's, it's bad, but it's good in some ways, you know, mm-hmm. like it sucks. I can't get on a plane and go see my family and, and all that, you know, that's, that's now I haven't seen them since Christmas. Yeah. You know, that's a long, wow. long time. And you probably yeah. won't um, see him. You probably won't see him this Christmas either. And that's the way probably, this is going. Probably not. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it's, it's horrible. It sucks. Yeah. We were and, in th- and about other ways, you know, being at home is a good, is good for a writer, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. I'm locked in my, my cave and I can do my thing, yeah. but yeah, it would be, yeah, I, I, I feel the same way in that way. Yeah. I'm kind of just like, I mean, I don't, I don't mind like, you know, I, I'm fairly antisocial for the, for the most part. So I don't mind staying at home. It's just, right. for me, it's just, it's just the fact that I don't, the fact that like, you know, the unemployment boost is like going away soon and I'm basically days, getting yeah. forced to work. So I'm going to have to like, yeah. I don't know, try to like do basically deliver food for a while and hope that that makes enough money for me to pay rent. So it's getting kind yeah. of, it's getting kind of hectic here because, you know, the jobs that I did have are not here. Like, uh, yeah. you know, film production is not really happening right now, like barely. And uh, all the, all the bars, like any bars that were open are now getting closed again in Chicago, yeah. which is fine because I don't think it's safe to do that. I mean, I worked at a bar that had like no windows and was just a big, you know, it's just a big late night spot, which late night doesn't even exist right now anyway. So it doesn't make any sense for them to open. I don't think. Because yeah. it's like, why would people go there? Like their whole charm was that they were open later than other bars, and with now now being forced to be open the same time as other bars, I don't see how it would work. But it's like, yeah, it's not really. I don't really have a whole lot of options, and it's kind of, and it's super irritating that there's not really. I don't know. Yeah. I tried. I tried calling unemployment last week to try to switch it over to the to the ten ninety nine benefits, and they they're supposed to call you back, and they still haven't. So that's kind of where yeah. I'm at. That's a big that's a big problem with it, and it's like frustrating that yeah it's just i don't know and people not wanting to do it and and of course like now now it's like you know now they're saying that they're going to send tanks to chicago and all that stuff and, and people getting uh, and people getting things aren't tense enough already let's just add <laughs> tanks and federal forces or, yeah let's take that money yeah. and give it to to that instead of to people yeah instead of to ppe or like trying to help the yeah. healthcare the people who are in hospitals who are actually dying from the from the disease and all that i don't know right so yeah it gets be lovely to have a federal government that um, recognizes we should not be going back to work, all of us, you know, the essential workers, yeah. God bless them. They should, they have to go. Well, they um, should, they should be, yeah. they should be paid accordingly for, for making that risk. I mean, they, but, they, they should be getting yeah. like construction people wages. Like as far as, as I'm concerned, I mean, it's pretty, I agree. I yeah. think it's just as dangerous as of right now. Yeah. And yeah, all that stuff. So it's, yeah, it's all of that piling up, like just for the fact that, yeah, we don't know when we'll get a regular job again, so or a fun job, or a, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's kind of hard to. I, I find it hard to stay positive on on some of this stuff, just because it's yeah, it's hard. Well, it's Trey, hard to do I, anything. I will say, from my perspective, working at a restaurant. So even though I'm working reduced hours, I'm still making okay money because I work for tips, and people tip well, and they order a lot of food like mm. people are stuck at home and they're ordering a lot of stuff so if you were going into delivery i'm i would i guess maybe it's flooded with people doing it and that could be a problem but yeah there's definitely a need for food delivery yeah i mean it, i did i did it before but it's it's also reduced hours on the on the restaurants here so i don't know 
I don't know if it'll be if I'll make as much as I did before, but I guess you'll find out here in a, in a few weeks. When, uh, yeah, I know at least for to... us. I mean, I can't obviously speak for the rest of the world, but as like somebody who is ordering stuff more often, we're trying to like tip accordingly, knowing that mm-hmm. people are in the situations that they're in. So hopefully, there's more people that have that mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, and and that's that's what's that you know. We don't have to stay on that for too long, but I'm glad that you're still yeah. able to work from home. Of course, that's always that's always great. Yeah, and especially since you have a new a new child that you want to hang out with, that's great. You get to yeah hang home and bond with them in formative times because can't be more than a few months old, right? Yeah, he's he's five months now, wow. so that's been honestly the the best part is is him and watching him grow up. He just is hitting five months this week. Congratulations on that! You know, yep. thank you, thank you. And his name's Link, so it's you know, oh, perfect. That's awesome! Nice, nice. It's good to hear. Well, uh, let's let's move on to games, uh, games that we've been playing, new games that we got. Why don't we start off with you, Asa? What have you been playing lately? Yeah, um, you know, I've been I kind of go all over the place when I'm playing games nowadays, but. Obviously, Paper Mario just came out mm-hmm. this past Friday. So yeah. I've been, I, right before that, I was playing a ton of Ninjala. I don't know okay. if any I, of you have had a chance to get into that. I, I played a Tried little, it. I played a little bit of it. I'm, uh, I don't know. Well, uh, I guess, uh, I, I went, I bought the single player, which was like a couple dollars to, just to try it out to see if I'd get more, more accustomed to the controls. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I still didn't fully understand it. And then I tried playing online for a while and I kind of got it, but, I don't know. It wasn't really, it, w- it wasn't really for me. I guess. Yeah. What 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 have you been doing? What have you been playing on it that you like? Um. So, I, I'm a uh, talking about anime. Like, I'm a big Naruto fan, and mm-hmm. one of my favorite games that's come out recently is uh, Shinobi Striker. It's like Naruto, Toruto, Shinobi Striker. Okay. And the gameplay styles is that arena multiplayer battle. Mm-hmm type game. Okay. And Ninjala like plays exactly the same way. So for me, it's, it's a very easy transition control scheme wise. And when you throw on like the, the Splatoon coat of paint, it's yeah. even better because yeah. mm-hmm. like, I'm glad to see that Splatfest are starting to like reemerge or at least three or four of them. I can't remember how many, but um, this is like the spiritual successor in my heart because I really want a Splatoon three. Yeah, no, I like. I mean, I like Splatoon a lot, but Splatoon is different. I mean, Splatoon is like a third-person shooter, you know. So I kind yeah. of, I kind of already knew how to play that game, so I yeah. understood it. But Ninjala was, yeah, I still couldn't really understand exactly what it was, and I couldn't really find like what the purpose was because mostly mm-hmm. it was just me getting killed. Even though I did win like one time, but I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, this isn't as fun as Splatoon because Splatoon is more about like covering ground and and unlocking right, weapons. Right. And I felt like there was more. I guess you can unlock stuff. For Ninjala too, it just I don't know. Splatoon just seems smoother, smoother for me. I guess it, it all, it all kind of all made sense when I played it, you know, right off the yeah. bat. The one thing that I'll say about Ninjala that I don't like, just comparing it to Shinobi Striker, since I think it's a, a pretty a close relation. In Shinobi Striker, they did a fantastic job at teaching you how to play the game. Because they're with different weapon types, there's different classes, mm-hmm. so not every weapon plays the same. And you have all of these VR missions that you can play through, all of these practice rounds that you can do to really get the hang of it. But Ninjala just gives you 
what that dojo for however yeah. long you want to stay in it, and then you just jump into a multiplayer match. Oh yeah, and, no, no, they don't tell you anything in the in the tutorial. Like I, I definitely, yeah, that's why I got because I saw the single player was so cheap, and I was like, oh well, you know, maybe I'll try it out because I really liked this. The whole reason I got Splatoon to begin with was because of the single player. Because it reminded okay. me a lot of like Super Mario Galaxy, you know, like kind of where you do mm-hmm. a thing and then you shoot to another planet and you do another thing. Because there was a lot of shooting around and all that. And I yeah. bought it for the single player and I loved the single player. But then I kept playing it for the multiplayer because they kept adding. Because at that time in the first one, they were adding weapons like every two weeks or something. So mm-hmm. they kept they kept updating and updating and updating. And I think the original one wasn't even finished. Like they kept adding like game modes and stuff to it. Like because yeah. they didn't even really because they only gave you like part of what they said where it was originally going to be there at the very beginning. So they kept adding stuff to it. So, so it was really easy for me to stay in it. And also I felt like the single player in Splatoon did better to kind of treat you, teach you how to play the game because Ninjala, I played through what was available for the chapter one of the single player. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know that there were other weapons. I didn't even figure that out until I started <laughs> fucking around with the with the like uh, customization stuff. And I was like, "Oh, there's like two other like tiers of different weapons that you can use." They don't even tell you that like at all. I feel like in the single player, like it's something you have to just figure out, you know? Because there's like yeah. the yo-yo, the, like the yo-yo style weapons, and there's the hammer stuff. Like I didn't even yeah. know about that until way later. So yeah, that I, I haven't tried the single player yet. I just play a couple multiplayer matches mm-hmm. here and there every couple days. But yeah, the going between like the katana, like the the sword and the the yo-yo and the hammer, they all play so drastically different. And I feel like if you look at it in like a, a MOBA sort of stance, your role is different too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a ranged person or you're a slow heavy attack or you're just that um like that average person with the sword, so. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, no, I I liked I liked the way it looked, but I was yeah, I wish they would have done a little bit more to try to explain to you how to play the game instead of just kind of putting you in there. Because yeah, when I first played it, it was just like they just threw me in there, and I was just getting my ass handed to me left and right, and I'm like, I don't know yeah. what's I don't know what's <laughs> happening here. And then I found out that it's sort of it has like sort of a quick time system where you can kind of dodge around people, and then it then it made yeah. a little more sense to me. So, but I'm, I'm yeah. glad people that, are, that still like it and it seems to be doing really well, and so. And it's free, you know, so it's a yeah, that's a huge bonus there. Easy one to check out. Um, I wanted to anything. Let's talk about anything you've been playing that isn't Paper Mario, and then we'll do a double Paper Mario thing because because you and Jeremy have both been playing. Uh, John and I haven't. Okay, so it's kind of like it'll you know it'll be like a dual impressions thing from from both yeah. of you guys. So you could talk about it. So the only other thing that I've been playing um, on my Switch has been Super Mario Bros. Deluxe. I was waiting for it to come down in price, and it finally did, like, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really wanted to pick it up, because I never got to play Super Luigi U. So that's oh, yeah, yeah, a ton of fun. Are you playing Super Luigi still? So I've only done a couple levels. I've really just been playing the Super Mario with my wife, so we've just been playing here and there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just because the Super Luigi levels are fucking balls hard. That's what I was wondering how far... You had gotten all yeah. that because they're really, really difficult. <laughs> I did that first one, and I was like, "Oof, this is come. These are new muscles. I don't, I don't have these yet." And I think they all, they like all start with less than a minute. Like they're all like, like at the beginning yeah. for the most yep. part. So it's it's too stress inducing. It's very stressful. Yeah, it's cool though. You know, I, I played a, I, I like that game, but I played a lot of it on Wii U when it came out. Like, uh, I, I think the first the Wii U that I bought was the set that came with. Super Mario Deluxe and uh, okay. and Super Luigi can, with it, so so I played a lot of that when I first got my Wii U, and yeah, I, th- I think Deluxe is great. Like I think it's 
It's probably one of my favorites of the of those new Super Mario Brothers games for sure. Yeah, I, I, always, I passed it up on the Wii U. Yeah, I always thought the console ones were better than the handheld ones. In my opinion, yeah, I but, bought it. I actually bought it right when it came out on the Switch, or within a within a few weeks. I know because I had missed it, and I really wanted to buy something, and it took a little bit of talking myself into paying full price for it. But I ended up being happy. I did. It's a good game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun for sure. And um, is that all you want to say about that one? Yeah, I mean, I I played the the first one on 3ds, and it's more Super Mario Brothers. Okay, yeah, you can't expand too much onto it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, let's let's get into let's get into Paper Mario then. Um, I haven't, I don't know, I've, uh, you know, I've seen enough reviews of it. I, I guess, uh, I decided to pass on Super Paper Mario just because, or not Super Paper Mario, but I decided to pass on Origami King for now just because of, uh, number one, you know, this is what I was saying, like the state of the country and jobs and all that. Mm-hmm. And also it seemed like it hasn't changed enough from Color Splash to me for, for, for me to get, for me to get into it. But, um, but you guys have played it, so, uh. What do you think? Well, first off, how far are you in it, Asa? So I have completed the first ribbon. So I think we're at this pretty much the same spot. Okay. I've gotten a little bit further. Like I've, I'm in the second part about to go to the second palace, but yeah, it's probably going to be like the first one where you like the palace is like a series of puzzles you have to get through. Yeah. But, so it's uh, like probably right about to start opening up to, just because I haven't gotten there yet, I just I finished the ribbon, saved, and stopped. So yep. I might be thirty minutes past that. Okay. But, I mean, um, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, me too. I've got well, I've got mixed opinions, but all in all, it's I think I like it. So okay. I was telling Trey earlier. I feel like my opinions are are going to be a little bit different. I skipped out on Color Splash and uh, Sticker Star. Mm. Um, the last one that I really played was Super Paper Mario, and that is actually the only one that I've beaten. I've probably only played like a handful of hours in thousand year door. Okay. So for me, it's, it's a Pokemon situation where like I, I played the third gen and then I didn't touch anything until X and Y. Oh, sure. I mean, I, and yeah. so like coming back, I, I love it. So you like super paper Mario. You're going to prefer the puzzle or rather the puzzle and action rather yeah. than the, the RPG elements. Yeah. I mean, does it bother you that the RPG elements are still in there though, but they don't really, give you anything for doing them that, that, that was the big thing that really that really <laughs> they ir- do that really irked me they do it's just super duper simplified it's i mean they, down to coins i mean they give you money and i was thinking about i mean there are games that that are like that like you know the, the yakuza series like they they changed that to where you don't get experience points anymore now you get money but it's like i don't know that didn't really bother me i guess Cause it was, cause that, cause that was like multitudes of money. Like they made it kind of funny. Like it was an, it's, I know it started in, in Yakuza Zero when it was like during the, the, the whole like, uh, financial bubble in Japan. So like when you hit somebody, like money just flies out of them and that's like, and that ends up being your experience points that you buy stuff with. And, and, uh, what is it? Um, 
the Saints Row is kind of like that too, where you use, you know, you make money to buy new stuff and it's kind of like leveling up. Mm, but, the, but those, yeah. but the, but I don't know. I, I think the gameplay parts of both of those games isn't like so different from the regular game that it's like troublesome, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like getting forced to do the uh, turn based battle without any really, without, without really anything, without really getting anything from it bothered me. And also, if you can't like, I don't know. I haven't played this one, but in the previous ones, you know, if you're not like leveling up and getting new spells and stuff like that, it's like, what's the point? I don't know. That's kind of how I feel. Whereas like in Sticker Star, I was just, I was constantly avoiding battles just because I couldn't find any reason to, to do, to play them. I mean, I got well, some, this isn't like yeah, that. yeah, I got some, I got some coins, but it wasn't anything. This isn't as bad as you might be thinking it is. Um, it's not, you know, it's not thousand year door. We all knew that coming into it probably from the moment we first saw that it was announced, but it really is. Um, it really, the battles are fun. I think the battles are fun because of the extra element they added to it. it they can be frustrating, but yeah, so can any good RPG. Um, I guess you can't grind, but to you get can't, better. you can't go grind and come back. <laughs> like you like can a lot of them. to a certain extent because there's, um, accessories you can buy to help boost your stats yeah which you buy with coins yeah which you do you can get through grinding also as you level up through <laughs> progressing in the game it kind of automatically levels you up i think almost like you get a new heart every time you beat a boss in zelda a I, little I, bit like I, that yeah i figured it was doing that because it did that in mm-hmm. in a sticker star and color splash as well yep so it's increasing your confetti meter which is what you use to fill in the missing spots in the world kind of like you did with the paint and uh, color splash but one thing that's cool is you get stronger. You can go back to weaker enemies and just stomp them or hit them with your hammer. They die immediately and you get the coins. So oh, nice. The, um, if you really need a lot of coins, you can go to an early area and grind. By, you can farm it out. Yeah. yeah, by farming it. There's a, I got, a, well, we'll talk about this after uh, more in depth, but I ended up getting the bugs, the bug fable game instead of uh, paper Mario. Cause it's, yeah. cause it's like a third of the price. And uh, there's a metal that you can where it's like Earthbound, where if you're if you're a certain level above the person that you run into, you don't have to fight them; they just automatically die, and you get the experience. So that's really fucking cool. That's awesome. Like they added that in th- that in there as well. So it's just where you can just walk through guys. So like if you try to go back to an area that you went were at before, and you want to go find a, a like present that you or like some sort of treasure that you didn't get, you can just walk through the guys, and they won't attack you. I mean, they'll they'll die automatically. So they have a similar thing like that. So that's cool that they have it in paper in Paper Mario also. Yeah, I mean, I so I really like the the battle system. Um, I don't think that there's ever going to be. And again, I've I've only beaten that like that first ribbon, so I can't say like after I I get further into the game if I will start skipping fights. But when you when you start getting into the depth of the puzzles and the rotations and the sliders and and that like the time management and do I use my coins to like to buy spike boots or do I use my, my coins to bring in more toads? Um, mm-hmm. or like, do I extend the time that I have to complete the puzzles? Like there, there is depth there that I feel like a lot of people aren't talking about. Mm-hmm. They just talk about this simplistic battle system and that you're not gaining anything from it. And, you know, man, I just, I feel like they're, they're missing something or they're, they're probably holding on to, too hard to, to thousand year door because that's, that's absolutely it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because and and when, this game's great. They've also been burned by these previous two games. So yeah, I mean, even Super Paper Mario, if I remember correctly, there was a lot of complaints about 
I remember them saying like things were too sparse. Like when you went to 3d mode, like, mm-hmm. it's like there was just a lot of empty space. I remember that being a thing. Yeah. I haven't played much of that game. I do own it, but yeah, I guess it's just about being repeatedly burned and, and seeing that there was that progression of paper Mario then thousand year door. And it was just like thousand year door was everything everybody wanted as an improvement upon paper Mario. Mm-hmm. So then you just get this idea in your head. There's this trajectory of the game that will keep getting better and better. And better. Yeah. But instead it got more reductionistic and they keep adding some sort of gimmick each time to kind of go with like the theme of the story, like which I guess they do with a lot of Nintendo does with a lot of their properties, all of them pretty much. Yeah. But the, the things that they're adding aren't necessarily fun. I think the sliding puzzles are pretty cool. Um, yeah. They're fresh. That's the frustrating part for me. So I would, when I was fighting the first boss, the one that you said you also beat, which is a giant mm-hmm. state or not, it's not a stapler. It's a box of colored pencils. Yeah. I actually, for a moment, thought I might just stop playing and not play anymore because I was getting so frustrated. <laughs> wow. Really? Like, that it was like a really depressed version of a rage quit. I was just kind of like, <laughs> I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I walked away from the game for maybe an hour or two and came back to it and then promptly, like, I don't know. Something clicked and I kind of understood what I was doing a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Because on the looks... boss battles, rather than arranging everything on the outside of you, you have to do this sort of like... It, it almost has this like Mario it. Party aspect because it turns into like a game board. Yep. And there's all these tiles that like Mario walks on and they affect which direction he moves. And there's certain power-ups you have to turn on. So you have to pass over another space first in order to even use the power-up. And then you can get all the way to the center to the enemy, and if you're not on a battle square, then you just fall on your face and you lose your turn, mm-hmm. which sucks, but it happens a lot. And it was happening to me a lot on that boss because I would just get kind of frustrated with the controls and how how to r- switch between rotating and then sliding the whole stacks. It can get frustrating if if you're not, I don't know, if you're not really familiar with how it get, works. Yeah. Some of it looked it looked incredibly oh, complicated from from what I saw, like because well I guess like there's the turning but there's also like moving the rows like that's right. what mm-hmm. seemed kind of complicated to me and and there's different I mean it is like Mario Party right so there's different things that you land on that do different things right and some things uh, some things like start other things right yeah like the like on switches and stuff like that mm-hmm. that might alter mm-hmm. the the path so or sometimes attacked, yeah so sometimes to a detriment there are a lot of tutorials. So whenever you encounter something new, the, I don't, I don't think it's like too spoiler cause it's in the trailers, but like mm-hmm. your little origami companion, yeah, Olivia is going to like pause things really quick and, and talk you through it. And you've always got her as an option to like, to ask hints, like I, I'm struggling with this. Can you point me in the right direction or what am I doing wrong in this fight? Um, I don't think I, I've never used her in a fight because she already just, is intrusive enough. Mm. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I feel like they, they do really well counter Ninjala. They do a really good job at telling you what you need to do. So like, that was one thing that I was really nervous about that. I was going to struggle with the puzzles and that it looked pretty confusing and I wasn't going to catch the hang of it. But now like, I didn't even realize that she backed off and she stopped telling me what to do. And I just flow with it and it works really well. Okay. Yeah. The, the one thing that I will say though, that I still get tripped up on and it is kind of frustrating is the, the rotating. So mm-hmm. I can't ever, you're turning it clockwise and counterclockwise, mm-hmm. but in my mind, I'm looking at the, the folded enemies and where they're standing. 
and I'm moving my thumbstick in the direction that I feel like they should be going, but that's not the case. It's you're always going to be going, uh, turning it clockwise and counterclockwise, not just left and right. Yeah. And that's especially can be a little frustrating when you're doing the sliding because as you like rotate around the board and they're oriented differently, mm-hmm. I don't know. It can be a little frustrating and, and you'll get tripped up on it and then you'll accidentally enter the attack or you'll cancel it, but you'll be running out of time and then you know you got to hurry up and finish it. Yeah, now that they introduced the mechanic to add coins to add time, I find that I'm using that more than, like I used Toads only in the tutorial like fight for them. I've never used Toads outside of that, at least so far. I didn't use them in the boss. I just use the, I need the more time. I think they give you like 20, 30 seconds. I always bump that up to like 50, 50 seconds. See, I should do that more often. I did equip an, uh, an accessory that gives me 10 extra seconds every battle. Okay. So I think that from looking at how the menu works and you see how all the accessories are laid out kind of mm-hmm. in categories, you kind of see like a silhouette of the same object that you have equipped in it underneath. Yeah. It seems like you're probably going to get another item that gives you 20 seconds and probably another item 30 seconds eventually. Yeah. And sort of increments of, of that. Plus, I think maybe you get more time just as you level up. Yeah. So eventually there's probably going to be these battles where there's crazy amounts of time, but the puzzles are also crazy complicated. I'm thinking. Yeah. And Jeremy, I don't know how you feel about it, but so there's like two different types of items that you get. There's items that you can use and they both like help you in battle, but there's ones that you can use in the battle. And then there's others that you have to use beforehand. And I thought that was like kind of wonky. Like, I don't want to have to equip it before I jump into the fight. Or maybe I just mm-hmm. didn't see it in, like, the stress-induced panic of I'm running mm-hmm. out of time to, like, throw something on. Yep. But, like, I used my my spike boots that I bought, but I had to put them on before I approached mm-hmm. the Goomba that was walking around. Oh, that, well, that, but when, yeah, but once that you put, really... put them on, they stay on. Yeah, they stay on. I just, well, I wanted to put them on mid-fight, but yeah. I couldn't. Oh, okay. No, I didn't realize that. Oh, uh, so they're like equipment then? You have to like equip them they before are. you get so into the thing? Maybe that's why I haven't had trouble with that because I pretty much like, I've got the, the brainwash of, you get a new piece of equipment, you, imme- you immediately equip it Yeah, because of so many RPGs I've played. But um, no, there was one time where I'd gotten like a, a shiny hammer and I didn't know I had it, like, or maybe I acquired it, but I forgot it. And then after mm-hmm. I was done with a particularly hard battle, I was like, oh, shit, I should have just had that equipped. It probably would have helped a lot. Yeah. Um, so is- that can be a little weird, but, but like, you can equip several items as weapons, and you could have three spiked boots equipped. That way, when one breaks, you can just go on to the next one. So that is yeah. kind of nice that you can do it that way. Is is the breaking is the breaking annoying like that? That's kind of something so I was like. So far, it hasn't really been that bad. I was uh, like, oh no, you have to because you know. Anytime I get a piece it. of equipment I like, I buy more than one. Oh, okay, so I yeah. Hiccups. I mean, does it? Yeah. Re- I was gonna say, is it gonna remind you of Animal Crossing all over again, like the or Breath of the Wild, <laughs> or Breath of the Wild? Yeah, or the constant the constant breaking uh, nets and whatever else uh, <laughs> shovels. As far as I can tell, Mario's normal boots and his normal hammer they're infinite. Yeah, they are. So you don't ever have to worry about being unequipped like you do in like Breath of the Wild or Animal Crossing. And uh, also, if you like get towards the end of a battle and you haven't, you know, if you didn't do things right and kill all the enemies the first time, um, towards the end when you get them lined up, at the end it'll say one point five times bonus attack bonus. Yeah. Once you get to that bonus, you can pretty much use your normal weapons, and because of that fifty percent boost. 
they're going to do the kind of damage you need them to do. So you don't even need to like necessarily use your higher powered items for that last attack. Yeah. And then there's always that, um, like the small little quick time event that they have, like whenever you're battling, like if you hit a, at the appropriate time when you're mm. about to jump on somebody, do extra damage or, um, with the hammer, I like it better with the hammer cause there's a little bit more grace so you mm. can get a nice, great or an excellent hit. But with the jumps, it's either you get it or you don't. Mm-hmm. I would say having played all the, going all the way back to Mario RPG, that the timing felt natural. Like it, it just felt very intuitive to, to get those timed hits perfect yeah. every time. There's also a little bit of, um, haptic feedback in the controller that aids with it. Oh yeah. Feels real good. That HD <laughs> rumble is uh, doing its mm. job there. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's rumbling. Yeah. You feel like, Ooh, I'm holding a piece of paper. It's amazing. <laughs> so gratifying. It oh, just, and throwing confetti. It's that's constantly, like, I want to do that all the time. It's kind of like constantly paper cutting your hand while you hold it. No, it's <laughs> not what I asked for. <laughs> it's cool. It does remind me a lot of, you know, the, in a color splash, you hit the hammer and then it, it splashes everywhere. You're doing the same thing in this game. You're hitting everything with a hammer. I mean, literally everything. Hit everything with a hammer. You yeah, find everything. a toad, you hit it with a hammer. You find a butterfly, <laughs> hit it with a hammer. Like, that's all you do. That's how and, you... And that's the yeah. way Color Splash was, too, except it was putting paint everywhere. In this, you're acquiring confetti that you then have to throw separately. So I thought that might be a little bit of a an extra step that I wish didn't have to be there, but I guess it is kind of satisfying watching it like fly everywhere and yeah. fill in the the blanks in the, in the environment. Is, is that kind of the Metroidvania aspect of it where like you, you upgrade your amount of confetti mm-hmm. that you have. So it'll get you to the next part, like that type of thing. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure you mm-hmm. can't get to the second set of levels without. Yeah, you can't upgrading your confetti. Yeah. You start to get like bigger gaping holes, mm-hmm. like even towards the end of that first world, you'll start encountering holes that are so big that you're going to exhaust your entire bag and then have to go get more and mm-hmm. come back. Yeah. Which in a way funnels you like through like um, up being on, on rails or whatever, because then you have to go to this next room and fight this certain enemy. But there's one point where like you had to go and like clear all the little Goombas out of a restaurant. Like so the restaurant was infested with these little tiny paper mm-hmm. Goombas and that was the the sort of like gate that you had to get through in order to like get the refill on your confetti in order to fill in the hole to move to the next part. So it can kind of force you through a sequence of events that way for sure. And I think it's, it's fair to say, I don't know how, how much it's been talked about in reviews. Cause I honestly have only like maybe half watched a couple cause I wanted to go into it pretty fresh, mm-hmm. but there are a few battle instances that happen outside of the regular battle system. So it doesn't always feel like you're doing the same battle encounter every time. Yeah, there's there's like real time battles, right, where you fight giant paper mache things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I'm, I'm predicting right now that I think that the next Paper Mario might be just that or more of that. This, which is you know because they I think that's maybe because they you know they they keep going farther and farther away from the from like the RPG elements that that it originally had. I wouldn't be surprised if they did another game where it's just where they just completely remove the the turn-based battling. I could see that. And I, honestly, I don't know, Jeremy, if if you can resonate with this, but like as I kept playing, I started to feel like this is Paper Mario but Dark Souls. Just like the way that there there's so like with the giant paper mache goombas, for example, mm-hmm. in that first town, 
there there's a song and dance when it comes to getting their attention, dodging them, hitting them, hitting them in their spot. And um, even the, the way that you go about getting items and you start leveling and I didn't think it would happen, but I actually died in a battle. And, and when I came back, all of the enemies came back. So like all of the roaming Goombas and shy guys, they were all there again. Oh, and no. I, for some reason, I was just really getting some Dark Souls, Dark Souls light feelings. Yeah, that happened to me too. I died a few times and I was definitely surprised because I will say I, there was a, or kind of a dumb reason why I died a few times. And that was that I couldn't figure out how to use a mushroom in battle. Mm, yeah. It's kind of weird how you do it. You basically have to line up your attack as though you're actually going to attack the enemy without falling on your face. But then you heal yourself instead. Oh, yeah. weird. So it's really <laughs> that got strange. Me too. It's, it's so pretty counterintuitive. Like, yeah. So for the longest time, I'm like, which of these buttons is item? And then I looked at the bottom of the screen, and it has the legend, and it didn't say anything about items. So I'm like, what the hell? And it yeah. wasn't until I actually had to go off. Uh, well, I went into like a menu, because there's a, there's a lot of like tutorial menus you can go through to find information. So as Asa was saying, it does help you out in that regard. But yeah, that's where I found out, oh, you have to do this weird counterintuitive thing where you line yourself up for the perfect shot and instead of taking that shot you take a mushroom now it just seems like kind of an oversight like they programmed it to be a certain way you can't do anything until everything is lined up but it doesn't matter that you know you're not attacking you're reaching into your pocket and eating a mushroom Uh well i could see that as being like maybe frustrating later if you're like almost dead and you're like i need i need a mushroom i need a mushroom and then it's like no wait you gotta align everything up first and it's like no i don't want i just want to heal myself well one thing that (laughs) i mean i'm sure it depends on who you're fighting and how hard they want it to be but they will pepper the the game board with mushrooms so you can kind of plot your path if you do it correctly where you'll pick up a mushroom or two on the way to, to hit the enemy, and then when that happens, you know you're not consuming a move by passing over them. Oh, for for the boss, for like the yeah. ones where you, yeah, that that's cool. That that makes. sense. I think it'd yeah. be kind of cool, and I don't know, maybe it is a thing eventually if you could like throw your mushrooms onto the battlefield, and maybe even you you'd end up wasting them, but at least you could litter the battlefield with them, and so you can run into them your way through them. Yeah, it'd be cool if you could put them in the chain of jumps. So mm-hmm. as you're jumping onto enemies, the third hit, you pick up your mushroom. Last that one would hit be cool. an enemy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you I mean, could, I have a feeling this this the whole this whole sliding mechanic was like it, it was the whole backbone of the game, and it's it's like where they really focused. And it the actual like story part of the game is like any other Mario game. I feel yeah. like it's not super important. Nothing about it has been revolutionary. Um, I mean, is it funny though? At the least? castle gets stolen. <laughs> oh yeah, that's happened like two <laughs> other times in Mario games. Yeah, as long as yeah, it's funny, uh, yeah. it is funny. It's really funny. I actually wrote down some of my favorite Toad quotes. So oh, I should have done that. Uh, I saw one that was circulating where Mario was trying to climb up the side of a mountain, and it was like I think the little his little assistant was saying, "Don't you hate it when it rains?" As <laughs> a nod to, to Zelda. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Uh, have you guys gotten to the accordion arms yet? Like, are they are they cool? Like the big no. arm? I have gotten to them. Shit, no, whatever. they're not cool. <laughs> I don't they're, really like them. Yeah, I, well, it looks like all it's really doing is you're just pulling apart the background or just mm-hmm. pulling apart the yeah. environment. So I, I guess don't you can turn off motion controls, but I, I haven't enjoyed the motion controls in that part. Oh yeah, yeah there's motion controls, the aren't they? Controls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even. Re- it's. Is I it- was playing in portable mode because I was in the. Pro- I've been in the process of moving this past week, so I mostly played this in portable mode. And doing that with the whole switch was just so annoying. Like, because there's like you'll get the accordion arms, and sometimes you like two handed like punch something, and I'm like literally doing this with a switch, and I can't see where I'm aiming. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It sucked. But and you can so turn it off, I had right? to take the yeah. controllers off and like set it down, and then it worked okay. But I would recommend, if you're going to use the motion controls, do it with the, the dual Joy-Con method. Yeah, I was wondering play it's a little easier. Is is it like a is it kind of like a Super Mario Odyssey where like there's certain stuff you can only do if you if you do it with the motion control? I doubt it. No, they didn't you're not stuck that way. I mean okay. you can change it. You can keep them on and there there are obviously points where you're only using motion controls, but you can make you can use the stick instead. Okay. Yeah, I I'd, I'd completely forgotten that there was motion on there. That's uh yeah. Does it does it feel like the accordion accordion arms really need to even be in there? Like it, it seems no. like it's something that nobody really even talks about from what I've seen yeah. of of the couple reviews I watched. It makes sense. Like so, the way you use it in the first like boss battle, well, the first major boss battle, mm-hmm. it does make sense in the context of it. So I will say maybe it is necessary, but when you're actually just pulling something off of the wall, they could have done any manner of mechanics to have you like peel something off the wall in fact there's like stickers around that you pull off of pipes and doors and stuff where he literally just pulls the sticker off so i don't see why yeah. mario couldn't have just walked up and pulled it off the wall instead of having to get giant arms to do <laughs> he, i mean he did it in, t- in sticker star maybe they want to stay away from that <laughs> did you get giant arms in sticker star no you just pull stickers off the wall without giant arms <laughs> i wish they would have used the giant arms more creatively like i hate that you have to go to like Hey, look! There's the shining circle. Now you use your your thousand arms or whatever yeah. they call them. Yeah, like, it, I, thousand fold arms. Thousand fold arms. Like I would prefer it to be like a super move if I'm if I'm fighting a, a bunch of enemies and I don't want to jump on their heads and I don't want to use a hammer. I'll spend the coins to like unleash my my giant one piece arms and just like smash everybody. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah right. Or like that would have been sick. Yeah. yeah, or like have a puzzle section where you use them to climb. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they would, they'd be built for climbing and swinging. Like that would be, be cool so cool. That. Yeah, like a like King of Swing. Some physical be- some physical puzzles that involve that. Yeah, yeah. No, I would I, I would think that I would think that since you use them in the environment, you can use them in the battles, but you can't. You can't use your thousand arm things to fight bad guys. You, you do use them in battles, but. It's kind of the same thing. Well, I guess it's only in the boss battle that I've seen them. Yeah, it's it's only in boss battles, I think, and they're yeah. like very staged moments. Uh-huh. Like it's clear that you're going to be using them. So, about how long did it take for you to get through like the first uh, ribbon? Like, how many ribbons are there? There's six, seven. That's do I you think know? there's I thought there's five. Or is there five? I, mean, I, I was trying to guess like like a regular generic number. Like I don't know because how many? What was it? Seven stars and paper and Mario sixty four. So I don't know. Yeah. I think that first portion, it, no, for me, I'm a major collector. So, like, there's toads everywhere, mm-hmm. and I literally search every nook and cranny because there's not just toads. Like, you can find like statues and art. So, like, I'm trying to find everything. So, for me, it probably took longer than everyone else. Mm. But I think I've probably put in maybe three hours. Oh, okay, so if it's I'm like probably around the same. I wish I could. I wish Switch would let you see your time. Oh yeah, or it it like doesn't like when you save it doesn't it doesn't show it or anything like yeah. that or not in the option. Or let you say your exact hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, some of them. I mean, you know, there's like some RPGs. You know, I was playing like Final Fantasy four on Super Nintendo last night, and you know, like in the options, it shows your time. And uh, Bug, mm-hmm. Bug Fables does the same thing. Like whenever you pause the game, it shows you. There's like just it shows the seconds and everything. It's just counting it. You know, so you can see how much time you put in there. But I don't know. Maybe they don't. Nintendo doesn't do that as much. Like they don't show it like 
on your saves. It's weird. They used to. Like on the Wii, you can see your exact number of hours that you played every game. Yeah. In fact, it would tell you every day. Well, the Wii. Right. You did today. Yeah. The, I yep. mean, the, the Wii was different because it would, yeah, it, you had to, but you had to play it a certain day because then it would show it on the calendar and it would show you how long, it would show you how long you played the game for that day, but it doesn't show you the full hours of the, of the game, which is weird because like the 3DS does that. I think the 3DS did it the best where it's like a book. It's like a little, uh, you know, it looks like a picture book or like a scrapbook, and it shows all the games you've ever played in this book. And you can look through it, yeah. and for every game that you point at, it'll show you how many times you've played it and the time that you put into it. And that was like the best thing, and I don't know why that's only in 3DS, and they just didn't bring it back. On the Wii, you could do that. It wasn't on the daily calendar report, but somewhere in the settings, there was a whole list. I remember because it said clearly that I played Dr. Mario more than any other game like in the entire universe. Oh. So... Yeah, but it was there, but it was buried somewhere. Oh, because yeah, I just remember the daily where it would just show you how much you played a day, which but I couldn't, I don't remember seeing like the because because the 3ds one it actually ranks them. It's like this is the game that you've played the most amount of times, and this is the one that you've played the longest, and this is the one that you played the most amount of time at once, like stuff like that. So that was cool. So it would show like you know full game sessions and see which one you've stuck with the most. Like you may maybe you played like the Street Pass game like. A million times, but you only played it for like five minutes, you know, versus this other one. So it's, it was cool. I wish, I really wish they would have brought that back for Switch. I don't know why they, but it's Nintendo. They, they always, whenever they get a good idea for anything, they have to move on to a different thing for the next one because everything has to be different. <laughs> so it's like, and that brings it back to like what, you know, the whole debacle of Paper Mario. It's like, it's nothing really stays on one thing, I guess. It's always just like, well, what do we have? You know, what's the idea for the next thing? Well, so they they do that across a whole bunch of different games, and I guess Paper Mario is the example where it works out not to the better of the series, right? They yeah, always they innovate. They always and, be detrimentally received by the, yeah. by whomever enjoyed the previous game or the previous yeah. game. It, it's I mean it's it's kind of like Pokemon, I guess, has a similar thing, but Pokemon's it definitely does still stuck to a lot of its things, you know, because you know Pokemon they're just the whole Dexit thing and all that and. I guess Paper Mario is kind of like that to a, to a, to a point. I mean, I'm not really, you know, I, I don't really feel toxic about it. I just, I was just like, I don't have, you know, I don't feel, I'm like, I can't throw $60 at something that I might hate. That's, that's kind of how I, how I felt about it. So I just, yeah. that's why I was just like, oh, you know, I'll, I did it for maybe I'll play it later. Yeah. No, I did it. For, I did it for myself too. I wanted to <laughs> did it for the vine. Yeah. Honestly, it, lo- <laughs> it looks really, really nice. And oh, it I looks feel great. Good yeah. When I play it. Other than when I'm frustrated with the battles, like it's like watching a cartoon I like, you know, and yeah. that's exactly kind of the pacing is like you're watching an episode of maybe like each ribbon is an episode and you're kind of getting kind of a kind of an arc of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to ruin anything for you, Asa, but I will say the second part, you get your first companion. Besides Finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can already tell that that's the story that step part of the game you're going to be learning about that particular companion and they're going to sort of be the center of it so okay yeah um, that i'm just so excited even more for the rest of this game i'm so excited for the rest of this game especially since it's been so long since i've played a paper mario so yeah, yeah, yeah not, so you're not seeing like a what what's what's on the the uh, horizon for a nintendo game like a new nintendo game who knows at this point who <laughs> <Yeah>. knows <laughs> so here we go we got paper mario and i yeah. feel like I should cherish it for now. And that's how I felt about sticker star or not sticker star. That's how I felt about <laughs> color splash. Yeah. Because there was like nothing really on the horizon as far as I can remember. Yeah. When it came out and it was just like, at least I got this, at least I got this, you know, this feel good game that 
was isn't challenging me too much, but I still find myself thinking about when I'm not playing it just because of how much charm it has. And uh, Color Splash was in a was in a post Xenoblade Chronicles X world, right? Had N Xenoblade yeah. already come out? Uh huh. Yeah. And it was my game of the year. When, when I, That's because uh, you didn't play Tokyo Mirage Sessions. That's why it was your game of the year. I still have it. I have it. <laughs> That's how sealed. I felt. Like for me, I was like, I was like, fuck this game. I got Tokyo Mirage Sessions. I don't need to play this <laughs> Paper Mario game. Even though I didn't finish that game either, but I did play it for a hell of a lot longer than I did Color Splash. <laughs> That's for sure. But I mean, for so me. I- for for color splash, I kind of felt the same way as Jeremy did, where it's like, where I was just like, I was just kind of frustrated with it, and I'm just kind of like, I don't really want to play this game anymore, and then I kind of just stopped, you know. What were you going to say, John? So, I was going to say I was wondering, you know, as it seems like to me as the outsider, never played a Paper Mario game really. That you know, the Nintendo 64 one, and of course the GameCube one started as the most traditional RPGs of the series, right? And then it seems like they're trying to to broaden it to you know, get a more mass audience or whatever. So I was wondering how did the sales reflect that? And I just found some sales data for the series. I think it's doing pretty good. This one is for sure. But that's also because so, huge install base. Mm-hmm. Well, so here's the whole list. This is according to Fandom. They have a link to Nintendo Shipments. Something called Nintendo Shipments. Sorry. So the the 64 one, and it's not an order, so I'll just read it as this. The 64 one sold 1.37 million. GameCube, 2.25 million. Super Paper Mario on Wii, 4.23 million. The 3DS one, Sticker Star, 2.43. Color Splash was 0.186 million. And they don't have that on Origami King yet. Color Splash probably will have the lowest sales just because it was on Wii U. Yeah, and and I even think that because of Sticker Star, you know, you had the double whammy of because of Sticker Star, people were burned out on it, and and Wii U the people that yeah. had Wii U's were probably the ones that had been playing 3ds the whole time, waiting for other games to come out. Yes, yeah, well, my my whole thing with Sticker Star was because I had just come off of Super Paper Mario, and I was like, well, Super Paper Mario was different than Thousand Near Door, but I still really enjoyed it. So so I was kind of in this. And this, I was in this thought process that Nintendo can never do wrong, right? Like, that's kind of how I felt. And then I got into Sticker Star and I was like, and Sticker Star had its like fun parts, you know, but it's like, I just realized that the, that the, mo- that the part that was most of the game I didn't like. And that was the problem. And that, and that's the problem that continued with Color Splash for me was I didn't like the battle system and most of the game is the battle system. So it's like, it's hard to like an RPG or an RPG like game like this. And not like the battle system. So it's good that you guys are still li- are liking the battle system for this because that's going to be most of the game, you know? <laughs> so it is. If it's, and I, yeah. Do, yeah. I do wonder, I hope that I have what it takes to get through the frustration of these future battles because, like I said, it was really, maybe it was just a combination of me being exhausted already by how go, 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 go I've been for the past week or so with moving. But uh, yeah, I just felt like my brain just quit on me and... Yeah, and it was weird. It was not a good feeling to have while you're playing a game you've been looking forward to for mm. a while, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I, was, I was hoping that the Paper Mario would be like a relaxation thing for you. Like when you, you know, like when you've done your, done all the moving stuff that you can for the day, you can like maybe just chill out and just try to make your mind turn That's off. That's exactly I'm, what it has been. Yeah. Um, it's like when I can't, when I have to sit down, I can't move anymore. That's when I play. 
And then I did like, have a few. And then uh, it's like move your arms, and you're like no. <laughs> I did. I did want to say if you guys have any more questions, maybe you could ask a couple more after this. But I did want to uh, at least give a few of those funny lines. Oh, go for it. So first off, I wanted to explain why my middle name was Thinky Thinky Panic, and that was uh because when you meet the the next character, he uh he has amnesia, but he doesn't know. Remember the word for amnesia is so he's like, I have a uh, ambrosia, uh, amnesty, <laughs> uh, Thinky Thinky Panic. Like he <laughs> that's that's funny. Uh, so I I really like that. Thinky, and I might thinky. actually start saying that instead of amnesia when I'm talking about it. Think Thinky Thinky Panic kind of sounds like a. That that's like the theme for what we're going through right now in this in this year of 2020. Yeah. It's thinky, it's thinky, thinky <laughs> yeah. panic. That's kind of the order of events every day. That's kind of my life. <laughs> the time that's, you wake up. That's my day to day life. Is thinky, thinky panic. <laughs> yeah, we do all hope this is a dream at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. There's a early on in the game you go through like a forest where all the trees talk and stuff, and later on after that, which there's actually a really cool like kind of like funk soul kind of musical number that the trees do. Oh yeah, They're, it was really interesting. Actually, my uh, my partner was hanging out in the room at the time watching me play, and she actually was like, "That was kind of a cool song." But uh, the later on, you're at you see like a, and I thought you know I would mention it because I work at a barbecue restaurant, and it's called Toad's Barbecue Food Eatery, and it says that all the what was uh, all the wood wants to be burned or something like that, and you walk up to the pile of wood, and the wood talks to you, and it says, "Yeah, we're gonna be burned to make." the barbecue but we like that because we want to turn to ash <laughs> wow <laughs> it's like, is that like a is, is that like a anti-vegan statement or something like the, the maybe the, the I wood think is the like wood, the meat that wants to get eaten i don't know yeah because it's kind of <laughs> like saying that the firewood's what's locally sourced or whatever right yeah. saying you know like we're using uh, a local farm to get our pigs or whatever but it's also like i guess the the woods being like super ecologically friendly and saying it wants to nourish other trees mm. so uh let's see what else oh so i was gonna say a few things that toad said um they're pretty much the new koroks i mean they're just like koroks and oh, yeah they are you there's, find nine, them in there's all, 900 of them just about anywhere <laughs> they say something weird when you find them they say cooler stuff in the koroks though um yeah, i don't even remember what any of the koroks there was a toad said. i saved who i ended up finding in the in the uh in the uh, toad town later and I, he was like hidden in this like secret garden area, and I go up to him, and he's like, "Hey Mario, don't tell anyone about this secret garden because I'm order I'm growing organic kale, and I want to keep it secret because it's a magnet for hipsters." Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, there is all I saved like a group of to- toads all at once, and it was probably like twelve of them, and they all have these like different word bubbles coming out of them. You can't really follow it what any of them are saying like it's kind of hilarious how it's just like all these bubbles everywhere and then like saying the same thing then eventually they all like start speaking in unison and they decide that they would rather remain as a stack because they had been folded together for so long that it would feel weird to go back to being individual toads oh wow <laughs> that's kind of strange um i hit a i hit a question mark block and a toad came out of it and he said the real question is am i the first toad to pop out of a question block and I can't think of another time a toad's box out of a question box. So. Yeah, right. You well, in, yeah, I, I think they were. I, I want to say that they were in. That they might have been in there in one of the new Super Mario Brothers games. That I, I remember there being one where you have to like where you would hit a question block and a toad would come out and you had to carry oh, it, carry it, to, the carry it to the end to the end of the level. Yeah, 
I feel like you know that what? was in one of those. Maybe that Toad lied to me. Well, he just he just posited a question. Maybe. Well, he. I mean, I mean just because he's the first. Maybe one he had ambrosia. It, maybe it's a different. He had ambrosia. <laughs> Maybe because he just because he's the first one to do it, he thinks he's the first one that's done it. It happens all the time, you know. I mean, check Twitter. But yeah, seriously. other people say funny stuff too. Uh, when you beat the first boss, he says, "You were better when you were a side scroller, man." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I'm sure they're uh, doing all sorts of stuff to poke it to poke fun and at uh, themselves. Oh, and then, uh, there's some like kind of, you know, sort of modern jokes that would kind of like they're going to be dated later when you play the game, mm-hmm. but now it's kind of funny, like. In the kitchen, you find a sign that just says, kitchen rules, keep the kitchen clean, wash your hands. And then the second rule is, seriously, wash your hands. <laughs> I was wondering, yeah, I was like, are they going to throw some sort of uh, quarantine jokes in there? Yeah, I think it was. Wow. And then uh, they, and one, one toad says, streamers have been getting a bad rap lately, but it's rap is spelled W-R-A-P. Nice. Streamers are rapping around. <laughs> the- so That's I good. thought that was a I don't remember good. that. Wow. Nice. Good word. Then, good word play. I there. guess the last one I'll say, and this is pretty corny and it's outdated, but um, Olivia at one point says to you to shake it like a piece of outdated photographic paper. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> they don't want to get sued by the Polaroid. That's why they can't say. Or outcast, yeah. The toad shout, hey ya. And then it said, hey ya. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, uh, if. Did did you have any final thoughts that you wanted to say about uh, Paper Mario, Asa? I just I think people should give it a shot. Yeah, you I, know I think if I if I was going to get an RPG that's going to be a Mario game, I just want Super Mario RPG to come back. Yeah, let's get that if we want to have that traditional feel. Let's just let's just enjoy back. Paper Mario. Well, the the sad thing about that and for other things is, uh, well, you know, the guy, the main director who did Super Mario RPG was the main director for the Mario and Luigi games. Like that's why those were more were mm, were, yeah. were, were more com- I didn't take more of those. Were, were more yeah. complex uh, RPGs and uh the company who made that they went completely bankrupt. So it's like I think those are done for. So that's like that's the sad thing cuz I liked I like I I grew to like those better than the Paper Mario ones. And I think the only one I mean even the first I mean the first Paper Mario I really liked because I only had the 64 and I was starved to death for RPGs. And it was like the only RPG I had. And if the first Paper Mario would have come out with no XP on the battle system, I probably would have been really, really sad because, because, you know, there were like no RPGs on 64. So if it would have came out in the nineties like that, I think I would have never played the game again <laughs> or another one, maybe, or it would have burned me more. Maybe I wouldn't bought it, would have went out and bought a PlayStation and sold my 64. No, I probably wouldn't have done that, but, but yeah, it's like, um, yeah, the guy who, the guy who did that, I don't know what, I don't know what the status is on him, but I would, I would love to see him appear in some other fashion if they're not going to do any more Mario and Luigi games, which is a shame because they were, you know, they were really good. They just, they just lost their focus. I mean, it was really, we talked about this before, but it's like, it was really bad to, to have make a re-release on a system that can play the original game of that re-release. You know, like yeah. the last one they did was the Bowser's Inside Story remake, which is an excellent game, but it's like, you can already play that on your 3DS. Mm-hmm. With the DS game, it works on the system. It's way cheaper. Like, why do we have to play this version? And also, it was right when the Switch was, like, huge, was super hot. So it's like, why is anybody going to buy this? Like, this should have been – they should have put it on Switch. Should have been on Switch. Yeah. yeah. I, if I yeah. think if they would have, like – Made sense. If Bowser's Inside Story was on Switch, I would have got it on there just because of – probably at the time there wasn't a whole lot to play. And it was like, and cool, yes, that's on Switch. So I feel like yeah. they kind of they kind of destroyed themselves by, like – 
you know, continuing to make stuff for the 3DS and also like doing so many remakes. Even though I yeah. do have, you know, I have a Mario and Luigi, um, the Paper Mario one, the with the crossover, and I, I haven't I haven't played it. I have it. I haven't. And it's like it's like Jeremy's sticker star. It's like mm. I like have it. I mean, I open the case because I open everything. I don't have it, I don't have anything sealed. That's you don't have two copies of it sealed. That, that's silly to keep anything sealed. I, I open every game, and I did. You know, I did play like an hour of it, but it's a. Uh, yeah, Paper Jam. But I never, you know, I, I didn't play all the way through oh, that. Paper Jam. I'm, I'm at the very end of Mario and Luigi Dream Team, which I keep thinking like, oh, I should do it. But, but it's, but yeah, I don't really. Since I'm stuck at home all the time, I don't really have a need for handheld stuff. I'd rather just play stuff on the TV if I can. So, yeah. especially when I have that big old nice TV. Yeah. Well, and I, I I play stuff on my on my small ass old TV too. But it's a <laughs> it's just it's just I just I like. I don't know. It's the handheld seems wrong because there's a bunch of 3ds stuff I want to play, but I just haven't just because I'm trying. I want to stick to the Switch. Yeah. But yeah, no. What I was getting at is I don't know if we'll get like a Super Mario <laughs> RPG style game. Is is what I was trying to go for? Because yeah, that the guy who was involved with uh with Alpha Dream and Alpha Dream is gone now. So it's like, yeah. I just hope that you know maybe Nintendo. I I I found it really really weird that Nintendo didn't buy them out when they were going bankrupt. Like they were. Uh, Second party system. Why didn't, it's like, why didn't you just fucking buy them and then they could make Mario games forever? You know, I don't know. I mean, it was a weird choice. I hope I that Nintendo hears all the discussion about about the quality of the Paper Mario series and the the demand for a more traditional RPG type game, and they find <laughs> some happy medium where they can they can you know have that type of game and this game if you want, like a like a basically a hard or an easy mode. Oh sure, yeah. Want to play it that way make it that way and i think they did say that either in interviews for sticker star or color splash when they were like well if you want one that's more rpg then go play mario and luigi but like now there's not really that option so it's yeah. like so yeah but I, I would love to see one of those or the, the director go back and do something else so that's what i'm hoping for but yeah if that's uh if you guys said enough about paper mario you guys are good i think we gotta yeah. play the uh reverse psychology game and be like we just want more action. Can you make more action? And then the next game's going to be like just a pen and paper RPG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no no video game at all. Here's a book. Here's a here's the D and D style. And it's the a tabletop know. RPG yeah. akin to D and D. Yeah, that'd be cool. Actually, I I might play. That. Oh, I'd play that. Hell yeah. Yeah. move on to the Nintendo Direct Mini just because we we only have so much more time here with Asa so I want so I want to get into that. You did you watched that, right? The the Mini oh, yeah. Mini Direct. I mean it's hard it's hard to miss. It was the miniest of minis. I watched all 8 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Which which actually this will be a flip side that I want to talk about it but I watched the Mini, I watched the American Mini and I watched the Japanese Mini and the Japanese one is like 13 minutes long and there's only one game that's the same between both of them. So it's 
they were way, way different <laughs> between the two of them. So it's strange which, why that, what they chose for whatever. But yeah, um, we talked about it last week. There was like some, you know, some other leaker person on, on whatever internet thing was talking about how it's going to be, how there's going to be a direct on Monday. And we all took bets about it. And I said there wasn't going to be a direct, but we should have made, we should have made a bet to where, one of us said, "Like there'll be a direct, but it's not going to talk about this Mario thing because that's what I we got." What I said, "Did yeah. I say there wasn't?" I don't remember. I, I remember that I said that there wasn't going to be a direct just because I found it weird that it was on, that it was on a Monday because like there's rarely any there's rarely directs on Monday, and I also and they like nobody announced anything about it, but it's probably because it wasn't really. I don't know. It was an interesting way to go with it. The I, I made I wrote everything down while I was watching it. It's only. There are only five things in in there. I guess seven if you count all the different cadence of Hyrule stuff. But yeah, it was it was a really strange direct. Do you do you guys think they're going to do like a bunch of these now? They said Maybe. it may be I a series. So and I yeah. think they're going to temper our expect- expectations every time because they've done that twice in a row now. Like, right with the just little so you know, the this, this is not going to have what you want in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about the little tag they had at the start of the direct, but you're talk- talking about Dave and like a day before they put out a tweet. This oh, is what it's going to be. It's not going to have first party <laughs> Nintendo stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, Which that, is a shame they have to do that. That was kind mm-hmm. of confusing because they were like, but we'll be adding stuff to games that are already out. And that was like only one game. So I, I don't know. I thought they were going to talk about, I thought they were going to talk about, I don't know, like the August update for Animal Crossing or something like that. I don't know. You know, but it was, yeah. So let's just, we'll get into what's, what's actually in there. So first off, uh, Cadence of Hyrule has some DLC coming up. Uh, five new characters in there. Uh, I think I only recognize like two of them, like, uh, Shadow Link and Shadow Zelda. There was another one there. Impa. Skull Kid. Well, Skull, Skull Pet, Skull Kid is a separate story DLC. That's right. So in October, yeah. So I mean, cool. I guess I I could not wrap my head around those games. Like I I couldn't learn, couldn't figure out how to play Crypt of the Nectar Dancer, even though the soundtrack is incredible. But I could not. Oh get yeah, the... you know, one of the extra characters is the uh, shopkeeper that that uh, sings opera. Oh, okay, I figured a lot of the so characters were him, yeah. were were Crypt of the Nectar Dancer characters that I just didn't know. So I bought the regular. I bought the first one. I couldn't figure it out at all, so I didn't go for Cadence of Hyrule. So a lot of this was kind of like, okay. Cool. Um, some people like it, I guess. You know. Did you know that you can play it without the like the rhythm aspect? Uh, but why would you? Isn't, that the, that. isn't that the point? Yeah, but there was a lot of complaints <laughs> of people that had like the same thing where they couldn't get into the rhythm aspect. It was they felt it was too distracting, so yeah. they just put in a patch that made it optional. Oh, yeah. I guess I could try oh, it again. Well. I do have the first one. I just yeah, I didn't. And I like rhythm games a lot. I just didn't. I didn't understand. <laughs> you know, like rhythm heaven is like those are like some of my favorite games, but but this one was like. And I felt like I was on beat, but I but it was telling me I wasn't. So I was just way too frustrated with it, and I didn't understand. Yeah. I also didn't understand what was the point of being on beat or being off beat because the game seemed the same in both ways. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I yeah. I played the demo for about an hour, and it didn't grab me. Yeah, I mean, I played. There was, there was probably a time when I would have bought it just because it was Zelda, but you know now there's lots of Zelda games, and I'm I'm not that rich. So yeah. Well, yeah, and you can all. I mean, you can. And also put like 300 more hours into Breath of the Wild or something. You know, right. there's that option on there. <laughs> so the game's worth that long. The best rhythm game on the Switch, in my opinion, is in Ring Fit Adventure, the, the music mode. Oh, uh, the, um, I think the best rhythm game on Switch is the, uh, 
It's the drum game, the Taiko Drum Master. I haven't played it yet, so yeah. I, I mean, well, you it. you played Donkey Konga, so you know how it works. <laughs> it's 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 the same thing, but there's anime songs in it this time. But yeah, there's a there were those five games or the the, the those five characters, uh, thirty nine new tracks of music that you can get and Skull Kid story stuff. So anybody who cared about that, cool. Uh, I didn't, so I wasn't. I was like, eh, whatever. Um, after that, there's a that Rogue game, Rogue Company. They talked about that for a while. Um, it was one of those things that I was like, uh, cool, I'll try it out if it's free to play, I guess. Yeah, more Fortnite. You know, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not like, I mean, I think it's different than Fortnite. Like you, I don't know. Yeah, it plays a lot different. Yeah, it looked a lot better than Fortnite. Like the graphics look better. The, the art design looked better to yeah, me. It's always weird seeing you're not building stuff Switch that are like somewhat realistic looking. Yeah. Because you're yeah. just like, that doesn't even look like a Switch game, because I don't know. I've just gotten so accustomed to playing these bright, vibrant, colorful. Even Fortnite is like that, you know? It's yeah. like a cartoon yeah. game. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of Switch games aren't like that, though. <laughs> there's there's a lot of adult stuff on there. But yeah, it's it's another rogue game. And, and it did it did show up on the eShop, but I'm still kind of confused on the price. Like, there's bun- there's bundles that you can get. There's like a $15 one. There's a $30 one. Then I think there's another one above that. But it doesn't actually have a official release date for the game on there. And if you look at just the game that's not the bundle, there's no price for it. So maybe maybe it will be free to play. I thought it was really weird that they didn't really they didn't really say a whole lot of details about the game. They just kind of showed some cutscenes and then showed them shooting people. And I thought it looked kind of cool, I guess, graphically. But yeah, for stuff like that, I'm not gonna. I, I would. Yeah. I won't throw money to it unless it's free to play or has a demo or something. You know, because I don't really. Stuff, given other stuff they talk about in this direct, it's not surprising to think it might be a 2021 thing. Yeah, like yeah. You don't really. It's not like these things are coming out soon. It's yeah. just stuff that they're ready to talk about. Could be. Well, here's what's interesting about Rogue Company. So I got sent a copy of it on Xbox back when it was in alpha. Oh wow. Okay. So, I mean, it's it's been around for a while. Um, to me, I think it plays more like, I don't know if, if any of you have played like Unit 13, unlike the, I put it on the Vita. Wow. Can't think of too many other, it's... Deep cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Vita, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't feel like a typical Battle Royale. You know, it, it feels more like um, like a hero shooter. Like, in, and even in the, the direct mini, they were showing a new character. Yeah. So it is. It's very personality driven. Is it like Overwatch um, then, kind of? Yeah, it's got Overwatch vibes. You're typically in teams of three, mm-hmm. and um, I don't. It's weird because I wouldn't go quite Overwatch to where it feels like you have separate roles. Even though it is very character driven, and, and each character has their own abilities, everybody still feels pretty samey to me. Yeah, at least. And what I thought was interesting with like, you know, you talked about the pricing model. So I, not to sound entitled, but I thought, Hey, you sent me a code for the alpha. I'm going to be grandfathered into the beta. But with this, with this closed beta, they're taking the approach that, um, the only other game that I know that's done, this has been spell break on the PlayStation four. So if you, if you want to play it, you have to pay for one of these founders packs. Oh, okay. And you pay for the founders back, and you can play the closed beta right now. Hmm. Otherwise, you have to wait for full release. And they say, you know, if you get this founders pack, you play the closed beta, you'll get the full game when it comes out. So oh. I would imagine yeah. that this is, if it's not going to be, 
if it's not going to be like a, an actual like retail game, if it's actually free to play, then I would assume that those like founders people are probably going to get like significant, maybe cosmetics or in-game bonuses. Yeah. I mean, the, the bundles have like, yeah, have like a, whatever, uh, rogue company money and stuff like that that you can get, whatever's the equivalent of Fortnite bucks or, you know, like seems like yeah. that type of thing. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, yeah, it looks okay. Uh, I'll try it out maybe later. I never, I mean, I never played Overwatch. I know it's on sale, like, as of right now for, like, 20 bucks, but I just, I don't know. I'm not really into online shooters, aside from Splatoon. That was the only one I could really get into. <laughs> I but think yeah. Overwatch is, you can pick it up and play. You don't have to have a crew, but for this one, if I wasn't playing with people that we could actually, like, coordinate and play together, mm-hmm. I was not having as much fun with it. Okay, so they should do some sort of, some sort of voice chat on there, then. Yes. Do like Fortnite yes. did and put put voice chat in there without Nintendo. Would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a real game. And then after that, there was like a, probably like one of the worst uh, commercials I've seen for the new WWE game. <laughs> it's just like, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I like wrestling, but I don't like that game. I think, I think the art oh, style really? looks awful. And I don't like the way it looks like it controls. I don't know. Maybe it reminds me too I'm much interested. of of NBA NBA Playgrounds, which I also didn't like. Which because I think it's the same company. But I've also mm. been spoiled. I've been playing. I've been playing Fire Pro Wrestling and the Natsume Championship Wrestling game. And I don't really. I don't want to play any game that's not like that or like the sixty four ones. That's kind of how I feel right now. But I don't I'm know. Intrigued I, by it. I think. I think it kind of looked like. I think it kind of looked like ass to tell you the truth. But I mean. That's me. I, I don't, didn't like the the facial reactions of the players when they were playing themselves. It looked. Okay, it, that, it, I didn't like that. It looked like they no were. It looks like yeah. it looks like they weren't even playing. It looks like they were just making random faces at uh-huh. at the at, at a camera, and then they just kind of edited it into whatever they were showing. And also, why were none of them? Why weren't they playing themselves in the game? Like, are they not in the game? Like, if, if I was those wrestlers, I'd be kind of pissed off that I wasn't on the roster. I think, uh, I think that are, probably supports your theory. They weren't actually playing the game. You I, don't know think, I, mean? I don't think they were. They, never, they yeah. never showed the TV in the room with them. No, I like every even the uh, the faces they make. I'm like, why are they making that? Fa-? Like this, I, this is dumb. See, and, all I was thinking is this is what these people do for a living is like over exaggerate. So yeah, they're, well, just, they're in character right now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't watch WWE, so I don't know like the particular wrestlers. But mm-hmm. if I like, if I like, I'm into I like AEW. But if I was watching a commercial for AEW wrestling game and it showed the wrestlers in there playing character, like playing a game that doesn't have them in there, I'd be a little upset. So I <laughs> think like, with why? yeah, I think with this game, like, and with most WWE properties, they tend to put the same like big superstars in there because those are usually like the crowd pleasers. They don't usually take chances. Like I, I only recognized really the, the two in the back um, because they're mm. the part, the group new day. And they've, I think they have like a, a gaming podcast, mm. but like everyone else, I feel like if you were to have them play as themselves, then it wouldn't be as grabby. But if you're seeing the rock or Steve Austin or the undertaker, people that everybody knows. Sure. Right. And they seem because they just seem to have a trend where they do that with every game. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was excited probably, about it. I think the only there's probably I, also the only the people who are currently like at the WWE facility, whatever, making the show. Like it's, it's harder these days to call in Steve Austin or or The Rock. And, and, <laughs> I don't know. think they would come. <laughs> yeah, no. 
<laughs> I mean, well, number definitely one, not the Rock. I mean, no, the Rock, I mean. the Rock wouldn't come. I don't think Steve Austin would either. But I mean, they they're playing like characters like Andre the Giant, who you obviously can't call him because he's dead. But I mean, it's like just need a Ouija board. It was kind of yeah. From what I saw, it was like Andre the Giant, <laughs> like John Cena, like yeah. I don't know, and 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 no one, you know. You, you can never you can never deliver wrestling realism as much as you can like throwing somebody into a crocodile in the audience. I mean, it's like I don't know. Oh, I thought that was awesome. Did you? <laughs> yeah, it's so it's it it, stupid. It, that gave me <laughs> vibes of. Did you ever play like um, the Def Jam fighting games, like Def Jam Vendetta or Fight for New York? Oh yeah, no, I mean I love those games, but those games didn't were good. Like you weren't throwing people into alligators' mouths. Well, you like threw people into the crowd, and somebody like grab their head and smash them with a the beer bottle. I just like oh yeah, you throw them into the into the side, and then the crowd like does extra damage to them. That oh, was sure. like. The neat little thing that I liked. Well, Def Jam. Look at it to me. Do you guys remember those thumb wrestlers like in the eighties? Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminds me of. That's why I like the look because it reminds me of those. And I liked WWE All Stars that came out like on the three sixty and, and I, PS three. I have one of those. I have the Wii. I have the Wii version of it. I've uh, barely played it. No, I, I have the GameCube one. I think it was one that had like Hogan and Andre on the on the front of it. It's like a purple and purple and uh, black cover. I've been meaning to play it, but I haven't played it recently. But yeah, it's that sort of like chibi, whatever design. Yeah, yeah. And and on, on the subject of Def Jam Vendetta was awesome because those games were made by the Aki Corporation, who made the 64 games. That's why yeah. they were awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I actually just played uh, Fight for New York not that long ago because that's still oh, like... So good. That's I have it on GameCube and it's still like one of my favorite... One of my favorite wrestling games and uh, Ultimate Wrestling. They also did that too. Ultimate Muscle. That game's, yes. that game's incredible too. The, the GameCube one. My, my my wife bought that for me for like Christmas or my birthday, like long Mine's time ago. In but it's somewhere. awesome. I didn't yeah. think anybody else played that game. Oh, oh God, no, I'm I mean, so happy. I, well, I followed all of the Aki, Aki stuff. If you ever, uh, you know, if you ever need to talk to me about Aki games, I followed all of them until they disappeared. <laughs> I guess whatever Def Jam Icon. Was like the oh, last wow. one they did, but that one was, was really bad, I guess, from what that I heard. Was so bad. So I didn't play that one. So I don't know how <laughs> how much they were involved with it. And I know they do they do style savvy games now. The company does. They're called something different now, but they are the Aki they are the Aki people. But no, I mean I I, I was so obsessed with it that I played I played all the sixty four ones, all the WCW ones, and then I played the WWE ones, and then I played the GameCube, the I played Def Jam Gen, Vendetta and the Fight for New York and the Ultimate Muscle and like mm-hmm. you know, <clears> so I, I followed it for a while, but yeah, I'm hoping for. There's a rumor going around that the new AEW game will be using that that they'll be making it, but it's that was before all this shit happened. So there's been no updates, of course, ever since. Yeah, but they did like tweet at them and they said something like, "Oh, call me" or something like that. So I don't know, but yeah, it's a uh, you know we'll see. I'm I'm more excited about that ret that retro game that's coming out, the retro wrestling game, than the WWE oh, yeah. one because yeah. the WWE one kind of looked like. I don't know. It just didn't look right to me. Like it, it looked like it was more of a button mashy thing and not like a more technical grapple thing, like what I've been playing with the other games. So, if it, if you haven't played uh, the Natsume Championship Wrestling game, that's that's free on the Switch Online mode, Asa, check it out. No, it, it's really good. Okay. It's is it on the NES yeah, or fun. SNES? Super, Super Nintendo. Yeah, John okay. and I actually played it a little bit. But yeah, we got it on the Twitch stream. If you want to see our video, yeah. Oh, but it's yeah. um, yeah, it's on it's on Twitch and it's on YouTube now also. But uh. But yeah, that that game if you if you know how to play any of the Fire Pro Wrestlings, it actually controls the same way as that. So Okay. It's really cool. I, I think it's what I think well, it's definitely the best wrestling game on Switch because there's not a whole lot of them on there, but but it's cool. It's the the NCW one. 
But let's move on to the two games that I actually cared about in this whole fucking thing is uh, Shin Megami Tensei games getting announced for the Switch. When it, when I turned, so I didn't watch the mini direct until like, you know, wherever I got up. So I always have the problem is like, you know, I get on the, get on YouTube and I try to find the mini, I try to find the direct as quickly as I can and try to avoid as many spoilers as I can because, you know, I have to go to like the Nintendo's thing and it'll show all the stuff that it announced already. So yeah, it'll show like yeah. individual clips of each thing. Yeah, it'll show individual trailers. So I already saw the Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne thing and I was like, damn it, I'm already spoiled. So I watched it and that was the one thing that I really cared about is, uh, Shin Megami Tensei because, the th- the thing is like Shin Megami Tensei Five was announced when the Switch was first announced like five fucking years ago. So it's been a thing like that people have been wondering like what the hell happened to Shin Megami Tensei Five? Like it was in that big Japanese event that we all watched where they unveiled what the system was and all that. It was in that. So it's been like and then there's been like nothing about it for years. So I was happy to just see that they didn't forget about it. You know <laughs> that yeah. it's still going. I know nothing about that series. So is that the is that one that's already out on other systems, or is it new to every system? Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five is new, and it's actually Shin Megami Tensei, like the numbered ones, have been 3DS exclusives. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Four, I don't know, that might have even been a DS exclusive, but there's been like extra versions of it, kind of like a kind of sort of like Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon, like stuff like that. They've done other versions that are spinoffs of the original like Shin Megami Tensei four. So it's kind of been like they've been doing a thing for a while, but Shin Megami Tensei, I believe originally was a super Famicom game because it's, because I said, was saying last week, I, I played around with it a little bit on the Nintendo switch online because you can play, if you have the Japanese fam, the Famicom version, you can play Shin Megami Tensei one on there and it's all in Japanese. So it's pretty confusing, but it looks cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a turn-based RPG game where you uh basically slay deities and gods through the whole thing How for is, the most part. Isn't this like tied to the Persona series somehow? Yeah, uh the Persona is actually uh, it's also a spin-off of Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, it is. So uh Persona was originally called Shin Megami Tensei Presents Persona. Mm-hmm. So it was so it's like an offshoot of it. Same with uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. It's also a Shin Megami Tensei game. Because isn't that a spinoff of Persona? Tokyo Mirage. Where does that go? Well, Tokyo Mirage Sessions is a spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei because oh, got they're flipped. And Fire Emblem. SMT right? TMS. They they flipped the. I think the Fire Emblem oh, was right. just a special Nintendo thing. Uh, well, I yeah, thought there was like Fire Emblem elements. In- there is. Uh, uh, to- well, Tokyo Mirage Sessions was supposed to be a, a game that combined elements of of uh, Fire Emblem and Shin Megami Tensei. But basically, what you got was a was kind of like a like a Shin Megami Tensei persona game with Fire Emblem personas is basically what in I don't I don't know if it, I don't know if you ended up playing that Asa but yeah if I yeah if I could throw something in just cuz I have to this is where I'm going to have to 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 bow out sure um, yeah so I'm really excited about Shin Megami Tensei cuz I'm a huge persona fan mm-hmm. so I've I, I haven't had a chance to properly play so 5 I was incredibly excited about that announcement yeah. for me the entire direct mini although i felt it was way too short mm-hmm. i had fun pretty much the entire time and i thought that was a perfect way to end it oh okay uh yeah thanks asa for coming on the show it's always a pleasure to have you here i'm glad to Thank hear you. that you're enjoying paper mario and uh, that you enjoyed the mini and all that and tell everybody on the internet where they can find you yeah so you can uh, find me personally on on twitter at a green over zero seven but uh, more importantly for me you can follow borderline entertainment 
on all social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I do a lot of content creation there with a few other people. So twitch.tv slash borderline entertainment um, is where you're going to find um, gameplay streams, podcasts. And then there's, I, I promise more content coming to YouTube. It's just a lot. Sure. Um, because we just recently picked up um, the other facet of, of BLE is uh, now we do like PR marketing and things like that for indie devs and video game adjacent companies. So nice. Cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's been an awesome ride and I would appreciate it if anybody would stop by and just say hello in a stream, love to hang out with people and meet new faces. For sure, man. And, uh, I'm, you know, I, I'm always willing to be a guest on, on one of your shows. If you, yes, hit me yeah, up, hit me up, I will stop. Game by. chat is, is our, our flagship show right now. It's bi-weekly because I mean, I'm a dad. I have like very <laughs> limited time to do oh, stuff. Sure, so yeah. I hear you. I'm glad um, you're, I'm glad you're still, uh, Keeping it going though, aside from you know, yeah. from that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Don't worry. I've I have a list of people that I'm wanting to pull on, and Nintendo Main is on there. Okay. I was just say uh, I'm I'm fairly open, so hit me up if you yeah, need me on there. Absolutely. But thanks again. Well, thank for, you guys so yeah. much. All right, great, cool. great seeing you, man. All right, man. Yeah. Take care. I'll talk to you guys later. 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 Take care. Bye. All right. We're gonna take a quick break here, and then we'll be right back to talk about the Japanese part of the Nintendo Direct Mini. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over!
Hi, we're back. Hey, we're back. So, uh, yeah, I want to talk about the, um, actually, first off, I want to talk a little bit more about, we didn't talk, we didn't talk much about, uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD. Um, that's actually, that's a remaster. That, that's the one that I saw as a spoiler when I was trying to find the video for the, um, for the mm-hmm. direct mini was a Nocturne. But I've, yeah, I've heard, I've heard it mentioned on, uh, on other podcasts and stuff. And I've always, I've wanted to play an official Shin Megami Tensei game, but I, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to play it on the 3DS. So I didn't get, even though a lot of them are cheap, you can get them for like $20 on, you know, as like a, you know, bestseller game or whatever. So I'm just happy to have one on switch. I'm definitely looking forward to look to play it. It's, it looks like both of them are coming out next year. So I don't have to worry about, uh, saving up money for them now, but you know, it's so nice to know that there's still that Shin Megami Tensei is still something that's coming to Switch. You so. could set aside like a nickel a day, yeah, maybe ten cents a day. I don't know. Uh, coins are coins are worth more than that now. I think. I know the so coin shortage. The coin shortage. <laughs> I do have some. I mean, I do have some coins set aside. I don't know how much, but I have a whole mason jar full of nickels. We've been. I mean, we've been using. Uh, we've been using nickel or not nickels. We've been using quarters for uh, laundry and all that in the apartment, but we're running out. So, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that's that was all that was in the American version. It's it's such a weird like. I mean, it's I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll get a few of these, but it's like here's like a really small direct. Shut the fuck up. It's kind of what I felt like Nintendo was doing. <laughs> but we're also, I mean, you know, we're getting so much news from other companies. Like, there's going to be a big Xbox yep. event coming up. Like, PlayStation already did one. A lot of the big uh, companies have been doing directs, mm-hmm. as we talked about. So it's kind of weird that Nintendo's been like completely silent. And not really giving us whatever they were planning on giving us for E3, unless I think it, they're just being very cautious and conservative and not trying to do a big batch forty-minute episode with tons of games. Yeah, because they don't have any assurance that all those games are going to come out. And these ones that they showed, mm-hmm. these are the ones that are like ninety-five percent done. Yeah, but these aren't even. Well, I, mean, I think the only one that had a date on the American one was uh, Cadence Viral. Like, no, the wrestling was coming out on the 18th of September. Oh, okay. I guess that that one did have a date. It did have a disclaimer at the beginning that said due to the COVID-19. Everything will get, yeah. get, get right. delayed. Yeah. I would just, you know, I would love for them to just come out with a direct that says, like, hey, we're not making that Super Mario Brothers game that everybody's been talking about. So shut the fuck up. Which yeah. It's like the more they people talk about it and they don't talk about it, it makes me wonder. And it's still, you know, we talked about it many Did times. We just download all of them, well, except for Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, it's like just the complications of doing Galaxy or, or like, you know, or doing Galaxy or, or sunshine. A sunshine. Like just how much you'd you'd have to change the controls this around, is just and like they the, don't seem uh, to be packaging of, of people wanting. What they were talking about, where pe- people were wanting Sunshine before the Switch came out, right? They were wanting it to come out on the Wii U. Were they? Correctly. I mean, I'm sure they were. I feel like everybody's wanted. I think people were Sunshine to come out then. again. So this is a Mario Sunshine remake for a while there seemed like it was rising up to the same fever pitch as mother three yeah and uh luckily that's kind of died down but i don't know i almost see this as a repackaging of that and uh in the sense of that well here's an excuse to say mario sunshine might be coming out because it's an anniversary that's an increment of five well yeah there was like there was like a picture of mario eating like watermelon or something that people thought was sunshine Mm -hmm. because they said like sunshine in the twit in the tweet like it's so dumb. You know, it is that it's incredibly like, yeah. frustrating level where you have to push the watermelon past all the ducks? <laughs> yeah. God, I hate. Aren't that they level. like square watermelons in there? Or no, they're, they're square ones also. Yeah, it's the Robo Ducks. It's Jeremy termed coin termed Robo Ducks. 
yeah, I don't know. But if you watch if you watch the Japanese version of the direct, you'll see kind of a completely different thing. Which uh, which I did. I watched both of them. The Japanese one was more around along the lines of like twelve minutes, twelve thirteen minutes. So there's a lot more on there. Um, there was a uh, first up. It showed one of the the games that I think looks incredibly good. Still, it was one that I saw demoed in E3, I think, last year. But uh, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, they showed more of that. It looks a lot like uh, Muramasa the Demon Blade. If you remember that on Wii, it was like oh, a yeah. really, it was a really, a it was a really good looking uh, 2D RPG with different blades. Like the, the fighting looks like that because it's like a 2D action RPG mixed with a 3D farming simulator. You need to play that. I have that. You should play it. It's good. I, I played all the way through that one. I remember it has two different stories with two different characters. But this one, like, if you look at the art style of Sakuna Rice and Ruin, it looks very much like it. But it also has, like, a Harvest Moon, you know, uh, Stardew Valley type thing on there mixed in with fighting. So, I mean, I, I always thought that would be a great game where you could do, like, Animal Crossing stuff, but then you could go to a dungeon if you wanted to. And I, I think it looks awesome. Like, it looks even prettier. Uh, it got a it, it got a date for, for Japan. I think it's coming out in... It's either I was gonna say it's either November or December, you know, because they have the dates flipped. So I think it's December, but you can find it on the Japanese eShop. I don't think it has. I don't think you preload it yet, but there was a date on it for that. But it's weird for them to show that and not on the American one, because the Japanese one was mostly like Japan games that are coming out here. Some of them. What was it? That one's on there. That one's coming out here. Also, Altier. What was it Altelier or Altelier? Riza, Riza, I don't know how to pronounce it exactly. But this is a game that's already out on in the US, like the first one is, and it's the second one, it's a sequel to it. It kind of looked like a Zelda style graphics, but maybe with a turn based battle mechanic in there, RPG game. And I thought it looked pretty good from what I saw of it. I had never heard of it before, but weirdly enough, it was shown on the Japanese direct and it's on sale on the on the US eShop. So it's like Maybe they expect people to, you know, most of the time when they announce a sequel for something, they put the first one on sale. But they announced it in Japan, but now in America, it's also on sale. It's kind of like, okay, I guess I found that strange. But I did find the original one. I couldn't find it on the Japanese eShop because, you know, I I couldn't couldn't write that in Japanese, but I found it on the the American eShop on sale. So that was one of them. But one of the the ones that really uh, stuck out to me was this... um, and I had to look this one up too, just because I actually used my Google Translate to figure out what it was. But Momotaro Dentetsu, which is uh, which basically looks like Mario Party and Billion Road, but you're in a train the whole time. And you know I like those games a lot, so I was really interested in it. No, no sign that it's coming out in America at any point, but it looks cool. From uh, and on the Japanese in the eShop, you actually get a free copy of the original game, which was maybe on Famicom. It looks like a Famicom game, so I thought that was cool. They were doing that whole uh, mixed, you know. They did the same thing with the uh, Samurai Showdown, where they where they gave you like the Neo Geo Pocket Color game with it. Like they're doing something like that, so you'll get the original version of this railway um, board game, and it looks a lot like it looks very much like Billion Road, which Jess and I are still playing. I think that game's great, but uh, but it has like even like some of the same font of like you know where you have big big uh, kaiju that come to Japan and destroy things that you own. That's like the same how it works in there, but this one is. You also have trains, but it also goes back to like feudal Japan where there were no trains. So I don't know how that's actually going to work, but it showed like feudal, feudal Japan, uh, style maps. So maybe you just walk or ride, ride horses then. Regardless, it looked like a game that I wanted to check out. But yeah, Momotaro Dentetsu, not Densetsu, Dentetsu. <laughs> that's what it's called. 
And uh, then they had like a little, they had like a little sizzle, sizzle reel in there also, where they showed a new soccer game called Rise of the Champions, which I guess that's different from Captain Tsubasa, but that one might come out here. I don't know. I just thought to mention it because John was talking about wanting a soccer game. So, but yeah, I did see something about that one. It looked kind of cool. Yeah, but it, it's weird, like how different they were and how there was so much stuff. Normally, normally the directs are pretty much the same, and I thought they were going to be the same, but they're not at all. Like it's it like right at the beginning goes straight into uh, the the Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, and uh, and then and then it does and and it does show um, it shows the cadence of Hyrule. That's the same thing, and uh, and the Shin Megami Tensei stuff is in there, but like no wrestling, no Rogue Company. And then, like, a whole bunch of other... Like, a lot of the stuff in the sizzle reel, I can't read Japanese, so I don't know what it is, or I didn't recognize the, the game. So I wasn't able to write all of them down. But, yeah, from what I saw in there, it's pretty cool. And if you go on the Japanese eShop, there's some random release dates that have that have appeared on there, according to those. So It's weird that they wouldn't mention Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. Maybe that's going to be on a different Direct. But, I don't know. I don't... Yeah, maybe they maybe they they think that should be in a different category, not whatever category all that other stuff was. But but yeah, that's what the two minis were. It's kind of, I mean, it's you know, it's cool to see Shin Megami Tensei in there, but it was also kind of like, you know, now we're at the point of like, okay, well, how long do we have to wait for another mini? Are we getting get another mini mini next week or the week after? What is Nintendo releasing next? Yeah, or what is yeah? What are, what are they doing? What's happening with Breath of the Wild two? More importantly, like what the fuck's going on with that game? I figured maybe they'd want to push that if it's coming out this year, or maybe it's just it's not. nothing's working well. Yeah, I don't know. I think Paper Mario was what they were was their E three thing. You really think that was going to be their E three thing? I think so. Yeah, as far as yeah. first party goes, weird. Yeah, they would have had like a big setup. You walk through the paper town and all yeah. that. Yeah, it would have been the big game. It's weird. I figured. Oh, well, I guess since it's coming, since it came out like right after E three, I guess that would be the big one. It just seems like I don't know. They've never really pushed it that much. The the Paper Mario games, but I don't know. But yeah, that's that's what I have to say about the Nintendo Direct Mini. If you want to, we can just like kind of roll through some of the new stuff, and then we'll yeah. circle back to what games we've been playing. Sounds good. It'll be a new outline here for us for this episode. But yeah, um, we'll talk about releases this week. Panzer Paladin came out. That's a game. Looks like a Castlevania in a mech suit type side scroller. I thought it looked yeah, really interesting. Yeah, people kind uh, of like Gato Roboto. Yeah, I forgot to mention whenever I was talking about Curse of the Moon last week, one of the characters in Curse of the Moon is a dog in a robot suit. So you kind of already have the Gato Roboto stuff from that. And I'm kind of still in the afterglow of that game, so I don't know if I'm ready to jump into another. Cast, Castlevania wannabe game. Or, or yeah, um whatever it was called. Curse of the Moon 2. The Bloodstained game. Did you finish it? No, I didn't finish it, but I'm still playing it. I'm just saying I don't want to buy another Castlevania game because I have that game. <laughs> I can buy it with that. Yeah. But I mean it looks cool from from when I saw of it. Uh I put someone someone's on here just because I thought they were funny. Uh there's a Goosebumps game, Goosebumps Dead of the Night. I'm sure you remember that show. It's, mm-hmm. It looks like a first-person uh, horror survival game in the Goosebumps universe. I have no desire to buy it. I just think it's funny that it's coming to Switch. Um, Carry On, that's one of the games from the Devolver Digital Direct that we talked about, the one starring the giant alien thing, where it's basically you're playing as the thing from John Carpenter's The Thing. So it looks looks kind of cool. Like that Sounds type of thing. It's like a giant, it's like a giant uh, multiple um, tentacle monster thing, and you can control the tentacles to go around and grab people and stuff like that. It looked interesting. Also, uh, Crisis. I don't think we ever mentioned that that was 
leaked and then it showed up on the eShop. But uh, yeah, the Crisis game using the same Crytek engine. I've actually, you know what? I've never really liked any of the Cry games. Like I never, I couldn't get into Fry, Far Cry One. I couldn't get into Far Cry Two. I actually bought Crisis for PS3. Couldn't get into that either. Is Crisis part of the Far Cry games? It's part of that. It's in. It's by the same company. Oh, I didn't know that. Because it has Cry in the name. Because it's because of the. Cry, oh, I see that now. I, I thought it was because of the Crytek engine. And it kind of goes in the. I mean, it's a different game from Far Cry, but it's the same. So maybe Far developer. Cry was a Far Cry away from Crisis, and that, and that it was different. Maybe or wasn't Far Cry before Crisis? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's more first Crisis, person shooter I remember stuff. Being like way back in the day, being the thing that people would use to benchmark their PCs. Oh yeah. Well, apparently Crisis runs really well on the Switch, from what I saw from an article. They're saying that it has like what 900p docked and. I don't know, 700, something like that, undocked. They said it, it runs really well. But it's, yeah, it's it's a game, it's a first-person shooter where you have like a, you have like this uh, nano camouflage that makes you invisible. That's all I remember from it. But yeah, I remember buying it and it was just wasn't, I don't know, I guess it wasn't a kill kill anything enough game for me. It was probably too complicated like most of those games are. So I didn't get into it. But yeah, it's it's coming to the Switch this week for twenty nine ninety nine, And this other, um, this other uh, sci-fi game, it's a 2D sci-fi game called Dex that looked kind of cool. Post-apocalyptic. It's on sale till the 30th of August for $14.99. That's also coming out this week. And another one that I mentioned, just because it's a weird-ass game, and I don't think I've ever talked about it on here, but uh, Hyper Dimension Neptunia 7 is coming out for Switch for $29.99 this week. Uh, Hyper- I've never even heard of the first six. Well, I have Hyper Dimension Neptunia 1 for PS3 just because it's a weird-ass game. It's a Sega-made game. The character of Neptune is basically she's Dreamcast in, like, god goddess form. And there's four different goddesses all based on the different companies. So there's, like, Louis was one of them. That was the Wii, of course. And there was an Xbox One, which was called, like... Square box or something like that, and then there's a game station character, which was supposed to be the PlayStation Three, and it takes place in game industry. That's the name of the town that they're in, and it's basically these four goddesses that represent all of the different video game companies. And it takes place in a future where Sega didn't go out of business, and the Dreamcast is still a thing, but it's called the Neptune. I don't fucking know, but it's a weird ass Japanese wacky. RPG game that I fell into the hype for and bought the first one. And and, uh, and now there's seven of them. So, yeah, there you go. There's another one available, actually. I think six is on here as well already on the Switch. But So are all the goddesses like the Switch and the you know PlayStation 4 and all that stuff? Is that I don't, I don't, deal? I don't know how they are now because I haven't played it since the PS3 one. But the PS3 one was the Wii, PS3, and Xbox, and the Dreamcast was Neptune. And you played as Dreamcast as Neptune, and those were those were her friends. And and like the Wii was like this little tiny girl; she was like really short and skinny. And the and the Xbox One had like incredibly huge, gigantic breasts because I guess that's their how they feel about American games. So it was all based on the power supply sizes. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. It was, it was a silly. I think it was supposed to be like making fun of Americans' obsession with fake breasts. I don't know. <laughs> That's yeah. the things that they were going for. Speaking of just as a, as a bit of an aside, because uh, we're t- on the topic of Sega, I didn't know Sega was directly tied to the Shin Megami games. It are- says like Sega at the end of the preview in the direct, like it's a Sega on the bottom of the screen, really little. 
Really? Because yeah. I thought that was Atlas. I thought Atlas was in charge. Well, it said of Atlas Mega as well, Tensei. but it's, yeah. it also said Sega. Oh, weird. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know of any sort of involvement that with that. Yeah, go back and look. It's just it's at the very end. It's just a little tiny, like sort of a copyright thing at the bottom. But I was like, wait, did that say Sega? Like I actually rewound it. Well, another thing, I, another weird thing about Sega being on there. Did you know that Bayonetta is like technically a Sega game too? I didn't. Like, yeah, I remember that. If if you look on the bottom of the Bayonetta amiibo, it says Sega on it. It says like copyright oh. Sega. So that's another weird, like, Sega has their hands in something you didn't know. I yeah. mean, it probably was the right decision for them to go software, because yeah. they seem to be doing well. Yeah. Well, uh, well, and also, I want to, you know, that's those are all the games that came out this week. We don't need to talk anymore about that. But I do, I want to talk about um, uh, something that actually was announced as of today, as we're recording this. Um, they're, speaking of Sega, it's not, Sega's not doing it, but somebody is making an unofficial sequel to, like, the Jet Set Radio, Jet Grind Radio games. And oh, cool. It, and it looks awesome. Like, it, like there's a little, like, there, there's a little, like, a teaser trailer of it on Twitter, and I, I put it on the Slack, but it's yeah, great. You threw that on right before the... Yeah, I, I just, well, because I, I saw that Jet Grind Radio was trending, and I was like, what's that about? The game is called Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. And it's oh, un- yeah, look at that. it's an unofficial sequel, and it's going to have the same music po- music composer on there. Hideki Naganuma will be doing the music on it, which is awesome. Who is the same guy who did the Jet Set Jet, like Jet it, Grind, man. and it looks exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. they posted uh, it ten hours ago, and it already has one point eight million views. So people are hyped. Oh yeah, no, people are. It's and and they, and it's cool because it's like so we're getting like a Tony Hawk one and two. There's like Skate Four. There's like that other skateboarding game. And now there's this too. So there's obviously like people, obviously people were noticing the big gap, gap of like skating type extreme sport games in the game industry. And yeah, they're adding that to there. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. People are already super hyped about it. And, and it looks, it doesn't look like it would be too graphically intense to be on Switch. Like I, they haven't said a release date or what systems it's going to, but I'd be really surprised if it's not a Switch game. Yeah. It's coming to Switch. Like, probably. like, why would you not? Like that's that's you're just throwing money away there if if you're not doing it. But yeah, no, it's a really cool. You know, there's another Sega Sega thing right there that's that's happening with that. Before we go on to the, I do want to mention there are a bunch of sales going on right now for anybody who's interested. There's there's another. I feel like these Capcom sales are like all the time, but there's another Capcom sale going on right now. If Jeremy was looking into looking to buy another Resident Evil, they're on there. I do have. I already have the first Revelations on my 3DS. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Revelations Two is really good. The only problem is the file size is fucking huge. Like that's the only thing. It's like 25 gigs. Is is I have is, like is the file size left and right. I've had yeah. to delete stuff lately. Yeah, but but Re- I deleted uh, Link's Awakening yeah. most recently. But Revelations Two is really cool, and it actually has an extra mode on it where you can just just go through and just kill zombies. It has its own like mercenary mode that's really fun where you can make your own character, you can like you can upgrade, you can upgrade and get different armor and, and like weapons and you just go through different levels of the game with like various versions of zombies and just kind of mow them down and that part is is I a lot of fun. I the one uh event I was able to go to of Kevin's. Yeah. There was a guy there playing that mode. Yeah, that's yeah. like pretty much all he did. Yeah, I remember there was that guy that that he like drove there from from a suburb of Chicago, and mm-hmm. he was showing off his like uh, his super decked out character that he made on uh, Resident Evil Revelations Two for the mercenary mode. Like, yeah, I was like, damn, you really been playing this game, man? Because I, I played then, this- like I, I followed him yeah. on 
became friends with him on Switch, and he'd be pl- still playing it all the time. Yeah. I think I still see him playing it sometimes. No, the mercenary mode is cool. I miss. I, I actually really miss that game. I miss Resident Evil Revel- Revelations too because I wanted to da- re-download it and play it, but it's so big. I need to just drop some stuff that I'm not playing and try to get it on there because I really enjoyed the. I really enjoyed the uh, single player because. You know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Underrated character from Resident Evil 1, uh, Barry, is, is a main character that you get to play as. So I really enjoyed that. As, you know, and I think he even makes the Jill Sandwich line in there just out of, <laughs> just for the fun of it to reference the other one. But no, uh, one was a lot of fun and two is really cool. But it's only $7.99 right now. It's so fucking cheap. And, uh, Good deal. And those games will give you at least like 20 hours of play for sure. So, and it's, and it's kind of, I liked it because it was kind of a return to form for Resident Evil. It, it kind of went back more, more, a little bit more into the survival stuff and less action. And I felt like that was yeah. why they were so good. And those came out when, like right around um, the time of Resident Evil Five or Six. Uh, uh well, Resident Evil Rev- it was like Rev- twenty eleven, right? Revelations One was like practically. Uh, it was almost a three DS launch game. Like it was in the three yeah. DS window. But then, but then, uh, when Revelations Two came out, it was when the Wii U was out and not doing well. Because I was really, I was really sad because Revelations One was ported to Wii U, but then Revelations Two was not. Like they didn't, they didn't take it to Wii U. I think it was a PS3 exclusive or a PS3 slash Vita exclusive at the time. So that was why I was really excited to buy it on the Switch because I felt like I had been robbed because I wasn't able to get it on. And well, I guess I could have got it on PS3 or something. It looked but really, really good. The first Re- Revelations looks really good on the 3DS. Yeah. Well, the two looks looks better. I don't think two would have ran well on the 3ds, but it looks good. It, it looks it looks just as good as um four. I mean, it looks better than four. But yeah, all of those games are on sale. I, I thought like I thought for a minute like because uh, what you can get Resident Evil One the the remake, the HD version mm-hmm. for like twelve dollars. I thought about getting that just to just because I like that game and that was a big you know that was a big monumental game in like meeting John and all that stuff. So yeah. I would have to buy the game, then fly over to Chicago to play it at your house. That's how we'd have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck with that because we're not right. <laughs> not taking planes anymore. Get yourself a private jet. But yeah, um, but yeah, check, check I think it. the best deal on this whole list here of Capcom games has got to be the beat 'em up bundle for ten bucks. Yeah, half off from twenty, and you get all those great games. Like if you don't have it, go get it right now. Well, also, and don't forget, um, the the Street Fighter Anniversary Collection is like fifteen, marked down from like forty, and that has twelve. Yeah, I was looking at that, and that has twelve games on it. Granted, that like some of them are different versions of the same game, but it has. I mean, it has like it has all of the Street Fighter twos that can, all of the Street Fighter two different versions that were in arcades, but also it has Street Fighter Alpha three and Street Fighter three Third Strike, which I think are the two best Street Fighter games there are, hands down. Like Alpha Alpha three and Third Strike are fucking awesome. Like they're. Yeah, the best games. They they all have fully online play. If you want to play Street Fighter One, it's on there. It's not good, but you can play it. It's on. As there. novelty, yeah. It's it's a terrible game, and I don't recommend playing it. And I'm so surprised that I'm surprised how far Street Fighter has gone as of coming off of Street Fighter One because Street Fighter One's like garbage. Like that game is. Uh, it's, right, it's like a prototype. It's awful, yeah. I don't understand how somebody was like, hmm, we should make another one of these, but... I even played that, like, the first time I ever played Street Fighter 1 was 1995. Yeah. At my my family, we had a, a resort that we would go to, and they had a quote-unquote team room, you know what I mean, which was like two arcade Arcades. games and a pool yeah. table. Yeah. And one of the games was Street Fighter, and coming off of Street Fighter 2, I was like, oh, cool, they got Street Fighter here, and like, oh, man, yeah. it's like, this is garbage. I knew that when I was like... How old was that at the time? Twelve. Right? I needed to make it to the young adults' room to play that one. <laughs> right. 
and the uh yeah it's and it has the red head like a like ryu has red hair in there i remember that and it's like yeah the two main characters are, are ryu and ken and 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 sagat's the final boss that's supposedly the reason that sagat has the big uh has a big like scar on his chest is because he was defeated in street fighter one blah 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 it's apparently the original arcade had like a giant button too right and it had like uh depending on how hard you push it would like vary how you did the hadoken that i don't remember yeah i don't yeah, either way it's it's really hard to play even on this arcade perfect port or whatever. It's still really difficult to do like one Hadoken. So it's like whatever. But yeah, as far as like if you want to see it, it's it's on there. You know, you could play Street Fighter 1. Don't do it, but you could. But aside from that, it's a really good collection. Like I said, it has has all the different versions of Street Fighter 3, all the different versions like all the alphas are on there. So like Street Fighter Alpha 1, 2 and 3 are all on there. Um, and then all like the champion edition, like, you know, so you can do like, you do like regular Street Fighter 4 without the extra bosses, or Street Fighter 2 with all the extra bosses. And then you could do like the one that has, you know, like with when they put like uh, the Bruce Lee person in there and all that stuff. So yeah. I almost bought it the other day. I was like this close, but I got yeah. thinking like, okay, I'm not a big fighting game fan. Yeah. And how often would I really play it, even for, for like 15 bucks? I don't know. I could be still convinced to go back and, and yeah. buy it. I don't see, I don't see. see why you wouldn't just buy one of the Resident Evil ones for cheap. I mean, you used to like Resident Evil. I figured you figured you'd get one of those. I do. Yeah. Trey really wants you to buy Resident Evil Revelations. I want you both to. I think they're great. Well, Jeremy I has the first it. one, but the second one is good. I'll just play through four again. <laughs> That's what for you've like been fourth doing. Time. But aside Basically. aside from the aside from the Capcom sale there's also a warner brothers sale it's called like a family sale something like that but you can buy um i mean you can get like lego city undercover which is really good you can get that for like eight dollars as well which uh which was a wii u game that i played all the way through i thought it was really cool uh plus you can get like scribble knots and like a bunch of the lego games are all on sale so if you're looking for any of those check them out um you gonna get super hot i you know I, i thought about it but i don't know i'm kind of worried as i said earlier i'm worried about what the What's going on with unemployment? And yeah. also, there's an interview that we're doing next week that I kind of want to buy. I want to buy the game that they have out there. So. Ooh. So, yeah. You heard it here first. There's that going on. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I actually was I, – I looked at Super Hot again, and I was like, oh, no, that game does look really cool. And, yeah, now it's on sale, but it's only like $5 off, so it's not that big of a deal if I miss the sale. I think it was it was twenty five and now it's seventeen fifty something like that. Yeah, so that's like seven yeah. off. It's not. I'm saying it's not that big of. It's, it's not that huge of a loss. It's not like it's fifteen dollars off or something like that. It's not that big of a difference. Also, yeah, it was a Warner Brothers Family Fun Sale. That's the one where you get all the Lego stuff off. Uh, and those and those are on sale through the end of the month. Uh, Warner Brothers. Warner Warner Brothers is the twenty seventh. I think Capcom is the thirtieth. Uh, Super Hot's the thirtieth as well. Also, the Ukulele one and Impossible Layer are both half off. So, you know, those the Impossible Layer was really cool. I had I had a lot of fun with what I played with on that. So that was pretty cheap. Uh, also, you mentioned Burnout. Burnout Paradise is ten dollars off. It's the first sale since it was launched. So. So there you go. Forty bucks, thirty nine ninety nine, marked down from fifty. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know you were. I, I mentioned it just because you said you're really interested. In it. it might be too high still, but but yeah. it's the first sale. It's the first sale since it's been, since it's been released. So worth mentioning. Uh, yeah, and also there's a there's a physical version of Friends of Ringo Ishikawa, which uh, people should check that out if they haven't played it. If you're one of those uh, physical uh, only. You're, yeah, you're, if you're one of those physical only people, you should check it out. I only mention it because Get that physical and then pass it around to your friends. Yeah, I, I mention it because I've actually talked directly to the 
developer of that. He'll actually respond to anything if you comment on any of his posts. He'll talk right back to you because because he's actually working on a new Friends of Ishikawa style game involving Yakuza this time instead of students, and I'm actually really excited about it. So so that that'll be cool. It's it's got like the same art style, but but more more involving like organized crime and all that. So. But it's still gonna be, but it's still gonna be like a beat 'em up. So hopefully it'll be as good or better than Friends of Ringo Ishikawa. So Rocket League is going free to play after being out for five years now. Or did they get there wrong? I don't know. It's been out since like the PS3 era, right? It's been out for a while. Well, Rocket League was actually a sequel to another game that was on PS3. I, I don't remember the name of it, but it's like yeah, it has a silly name. Super Rocket Power Battle Cards or something like that. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, so Rocket League is now free to play. Later this summer, it will be actually. And that's gonna now, be that's gonna be through Switch too, right? Are they just gonna take the price off or what? On Switch, uh, on every every platform. Oh wow! Yeah, and so they're also gonna be releasing it on the Epic Games Store, and so it'll no longer be available to play or to download on Steam. You can still play it if you own it, but uh, Epic Games on the PC will be the only place to get it. And it's gonna have cross-platform play, including all platforms: Steam, Epic Games, everything. Would you, would that bring you back to it now that more people are on there? Yeah, I've just been like looking for the right moment to get back to it. I guess I haven't played it in a couple couple months now. Um, yeah, I don't really know why. I just I just stopped playing it a couple months ago. But I was at five hundred hours even. I was like, you know what? Let me take a break and put seven hundred hours into Super Mario Two. I, I figured uh, it was like Su- yeah, I figured it was Super Mario Maker or Animal yeah. Crossing that got you. Yeah, it, def- it was Mario Maker. That's what, that's like my go-to now. From Animal Crossing. Yeah, I've not played it. Though, what has it been like a month now? I played it like one time, and that was to check out the swimming update, and that was it. Hmm. So I think I think I'm like officially off Animal Crossing. We, we, a month is where you are. We still, uh, yeah. yeah, we we still play it. Um, I still play it most days. Well, I mean, it's, a, it's long enough to get the money tree, the money rock, and the, um, to see what's in the store if I play it in time. Yeah, I don't play. I mean, I don't play it every day anymore. I just mostly just play it with Jess, or like, we, or we played with Jess's uh, brother and his wife last weekend. So we've been doing stuff like that. I still want to or do a podcast to... from Animal Crossing. <laughs> well, I think it's send, a good idea. Figure it. Figure out. I would an go out, back for that. Figure out an outline, and we'll do it, and put it on Patreon. Ha! Huh, you won't get it, you free listeners. Um, and the uh, Rocket League. So there's also some other stuff that's that's coming. Uh, you get legacy status for anybody who's played before the free to play uh, change, and you also get uh, a couple bonuses: some uh, all Rocket League branded DLC released before the free to play. You get an established 20xx title that displays the first year you played Rocket League. Mm. 200 plus common items upgraded to legacy quality. You get the go- Golden Cosmos boost. You get I don't know how to say this. I'm going to butcher it. The Yechi Oro wheels, and then you get the Huntress player banner. I, th- I thought that that said Huntress player banned, and I'm like, oh, who's Huntress? <laughs> at the at the bottom there, we don't we don't speak about her anymore. She's banned. <laughs> yeah, what I the mean, heck's Golden Cosmos boost? I don't know. So there's the animation, like when you hit the boost. Oh, that's uh, right. Okay, yeah, it looks like there's that. a looks like there's like a universe Basically, coming out of your wheels or something like that. Yeah, you can yeah. customize your trail. Mm-hmm. It's like. Yeah, I mean, there's enough. I mean, I don't play Rocket League, but I'm like, oh, you get all this free stuff. Like that almost made me yeah. want to re- like re-download it and try it out. So, I think that, I think that that would bring you back. You know, being a yeah, a you know, get on them doing all that stuff to appease the people who paid for the game. Yeah, I wouldn't have been mad if they just switched over, honestly, because it was like only fifteen dollars 
and then it gave mm-hmm. me such a great value for 15 bucks. Oh yeah, so, I mean you got yeah. you definitely got the hour limit for that. Oh yeah. For, for 15 bucks. Uh yeah, um is that is that all you that's all there is for that? That's that. Okay. I want to say I do want to say uh Splatoon 2. Uh Splatoon 2 is getting another um Splatfest. Yep. The, it's an old one, isn't it? Yeah, chicken or the egg. We do, we did it's we the did do that question one. In the world. Yeah. So, do you fuck I, I don't think I have the I don't think I have the date for that. It's next month. It's in August. Okay, so it, it's coming up. We'll we'll talk about more of it when we get close to it. We don't need to know the actual, actual date right now, but yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool that they're bringing that back. I do love Splatfest and I love Splatoon too, so it is it's, August 21st. I still have I still haven't I still can't bring myself to delete Splatoon 2 off my system cuz it's too much Same. fun. So, I like that game. I put too many hours into it to just throw it by the wayside. It's fun. It's a good game. The and the multiplayer is still fun, even though I really suck at it. I'm still not. I'm not good, but I still enjoy playing it. So that's saying a lot. But I think we're good. I think we'd be good on news here because I'd like to move on or circle back around to what we've been playing for this for this week. That, not an item. But, oh, if you so, it, this is maybe kind of important. So you might have heard that there was uh, an F Zero Twitter account that was discovered that was likely associated with the uh, official Nintendo email domain. And that gave, gained a lot of buzz the other day. It's not but real. But it was, yeah, it's, that's it was too good to be true. Yeah. So, yeah, that rumor, if you've heard that, is not true. In fact, you look at uh, and, uh, an article by Kotaku. They say Nintendo fans trolled by not safe for work, not, not safe for work, F-Zero Twitter account. Hmm. That's the article title, so you can check that out. At, at F-Zero JP, it's not real. Yeah, they just somebody started that just to troll SF Zero fans. We're still waiting for a new F Zero. It's so easy to troll people on the internet nowadays because everyone's just picking through everything. Like, well, and like I yeah. could accidentally make an email address someday, and people would think something was happening. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just like make it and not even talk about, it, and they'll be like, "Oh, what's this?" <laughs> Maybe it's just something it's that you just wanted a to happen. Fiction story yeah. on some fan site. Maybe something you yeah, something you just wanted. Well, let's let's talk about what we've been playing really quick, and then we'll, and then we'll be done for this week. Um, I mentioned it earlier. I beat the NCW game on Super Nintendo on the Switch Online. That was my beat of the week. I beat it solo, and then I also beat it tag team with John on stream. And um, something cool. Uh, I ended up I ended up uh, finding a glitch in the game randomly, which I didn't even know about until I looked at a strategy guide online. Just because I was trying to find, I don't know, I was trying to find a way to maybe try to describe the way to play it a little bit easier to John because it's 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 one of those games it's like hard to figure out but once you figure it out it's really cool but uh I beat the game with Big Ape and if you beat the game with Big Ape there's a little glitch in there when it shows Big Ape the character Big Ape sitting there with his with his trophy uh he's actually because they've uh, the the uh, Natsume Championship Wrestling game it was originally uh like a whatever a professional japanese wrestling license game in thing. japan yeah. it was a license game so they changed all of the characters enough to where they don't look like their counterparts to where they wouldn't have to worry about copyright and all that but that guy if you beat the game with him he turns into the actual character dr death is what he was called mm-hmm. in the japanese wrestling you actually see him as that character because they forgot to do to redo the sprite on his face so there you go. So I so I found my own like little glitch in there by beating it, and I didn't even know about it until after the fact. So it's pretty cool. So you said that you beat the game. We beat the game together. We did, I but I about that. But that that counts towards my my beat tally. It does. Sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, why not? I'll put it, I'll put it on there. 
Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was my beat of the week. I beat it. I beat it by myself, and then I beat it again, and then we beat it again in tag team mode. But it's cool that there's a that there's a co op mode on there that you can actually play with somebody against the computer in like a in, you know in like somewhat of a arcade you know tournament mode. So that's that's yeah, great. It was a lot of fun. And my impression was that you know I didn't get the control scheme right away. You know, I only played it for like what do we play for like forty five minutes or an hour. Yeah, but I got enough to sense that okay, this is something that I could learn. It wasn't like so obtuse and like it wasn't like the terrible the controls are terrible or something it was like i see there's some kind of rhythm to it that i just need to learn about and it made me intrigued to play it more because it's actually more like like you said it's not arcade style it's it's more it feels like actual wrestling like strategically placing your thumbs on the controller to do this type of move it's kind of like yeah it was it's kind of like the 64 one it's kind of like smash brothers where like you press a different direction plus a button, and then it'll do a different move depending on which direction you press. And it's all about timing. Like you can't, you can't, yeah. but you can't button mash your way through it because if you button, if you basically grab the guy and hit the button early, you'll automatically not do the move. So it fucks you over to button mash. So it's all about timed, precise input and all that. And that's what I really like about it. It feels almost like a fighting game in that way. And I and it's good. It's a lot of fun. And that's kind of what I want. That's what I'm hoping that the retro game is more is more along that those lines. Which the last time I watched the trailer, it kind of looked like it could be a Fire Pro style game. So I think it's great. If anybody's you know wanting a wrestling game, definitely play it on there. And it's free if you have the online service. So it's totally worth. I'm it. surprised I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, it's it's, it's good. I was just playing it. I mean, I was playing it like when when it came out. I was playing it while I was editing last last week. It's it's a good game to just play. Um, I got. I mentioned it as the uh, ultimate theme collector in my as my middle name, but I have gotten. I've unlocked all of the themes on Tetris ninety nine, which I uh, oh. I put on Twitter. I, I posted. And I was like, "Have I beaten the game?" And uh, I guess there is credits, so I don't know how to get to the credits. Maybe you can access them, but how do you? Get but I'll, I'll say we'll say that I didn't beat it until I actually get a Tetris Maximus. We'll just say that I won't. I won't count it yet. Maybe you have to get all the badges. Oh God, there's a lot of those. <laughs> but I'm I'm just happy that I unlocked I unlocked all of the themes and I have all of the themes that were from various events. So it felt good. I I have all of them now. Now I never have to play the game again. I'm kidding. I'll play it whenever they do another theme. But but yeah, I think you beat the game when you clear all the lines from the screen. All the lines. I mean, I've done that a few that's times. It. That's it. You beat it. Yep. You clear all the lines. That's it. Yep. I mean, I, well, I've done it. I've done it in the marathon mode. It's one of your stats that it saves. As all clears, and I got one. You get extra time. points for it too if you're if you're playing the ninety nine. If you get it all the way down to mm-hmm. nothing, you you get. I think you get extra points, or it helps on your attack, or something like that. But yeah, no, I mean it's. Oh, and and the other day, uh, a friend of the show, Kevin Fair, was having a was having a Tetris ninety nine thing, and uh, and we were just. I, I was just sitting. We were hanging out. I was hanging out with Jess. We were uh, we were watching. Um, we were watching TV and. Uh, and Kevin sent me a message saying like, "Hey, you know, come play Tetris 99." So I did. So I, I went. I turned. I turned on my Switch. I like went into the Tetris 99 game, and I went in and I won and I left. It was awesome. <laughs> you just won one match and then I, I, I basically, I basically jumped in and won and then left. It, it was. It, uh, it felt great. I, ju- I, ju- put I ju- some sunglasses on before you left. Yeah, I jumped in and beat everybody there, and then I'm like, I'm out. See you later. <laughs> then you exploded. <laughs> yeah. It was nice. It was it was a cool thing to do to go in and just beat everybody and leave. I wasn't trying to. I was like, I'll hop in for a game or two, but then I won. I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I don't need to play again. I don't want to lose. I'm going out like Jordan. Leave leave now while everything's good. Or like Seinfeld, right? And they quit with their head. 
even though they did like 10 seasons. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, also, <laughs> I've, I've still been playing CrossCode, and I just want to say I was completely wrong last week when I said that uh, that I beat the boss and I got an upgrade, because that was the mini-boss. I got to the actual boss, and the boss was like 100 times bigger than that boss. So it was like this fucking gigantic, huge sprite monster, and I love it. I love like huge giant sprites that you have to find. Kind of like so, a grotesque sort of thing. No, it's just it was just like a really big version of it where you can only see half of it. It was like this robot that you fight, and then you mm-hmm. fight a huge one that like takes up the whole screen, where like each of its arms are like a third of the screen and screen, and they like reach for you. It's great. It fe- it reminds me of like Super Metroid, like like the first time you played Kraid, like that sort of thing, where it's just this giant like the boss and the messenger. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I don't know if any if one was that big, but no, Crosscode is really good. Like it's. I like it more and more every time I play it. I think it plays really well. Uh, I've, you know, I, you've, all the different moves that you get as you unlock different stuff is cool, and there's experience points, and you can level up, and yeah, it's cool. I had a lot of fun with it. I, I beat the boss, and uh, one of your partners says, uh, mentioned something about space birds, and I thought that was a Metroid Prime reference, and I kind of laughed at it. They're like, space birds, huh? Okay. I get it. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, it's cool. Uh, I almost like I was talking earlier about, or rather, maybe I'll be talking later. I'm not sure, but I uh, mentioned that uh, I almost like just wanted to stop playing Mario, uh, Paper Mario, because I kind of like was getting fatigued on this battle. Yeah, and I looked at CrossCode and I almost bought it. I was like, maybe I'd rather play this game. But. Well, I do have a high recommendation for CrossCode. That's all I'll say. I mean, don't you know? If you're thinking about getting it, I do recommend it because I think it's. I think it looks really good. I think it plays really well. I think the real thing like is it. that I need yeah. to not buy any games for a while. No, I hear you. I'm in the same place. I'm just saying that if, if you got to a point where you did, I do recommend it. But another, but yeah, no, I, I still, I really like it. But another game that I recommend, which I ended up getting, which I mentioned earlier, which I got instead of Paper Mario, was uh, Bug Fables. And uh, yeah, I ended up getting the game, the Paper Mario that's not Paper Mario, but is Paper Mario more than the Origami King. That's what it should say on the back of the cover. Back of the cover, if it had it's a like, game, um, if it had a cover. Harvest Moon versus what Stardew Valley became. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's basically, yeah, it's basically like Thousand Year Door, but if Thousand Year Door was a little bit better, that's that's kind of what I got from it. As far Wait, as oh, you think it's better? Well, as far as RPG mechanics go, yeah, definitely. There's a lot more depth the to Thousand it. Year Door. Oh yeah. Well, there's more. Yeah, right. Well, they kind of they kind of make they kind of make a little stab at Paper Mario, which I thought was funny because you start off the game with two bugs, you know, you have two characters, and then you get a third character, and one of the guys was, was like, "No, wait a second, you can't have three characters," you know, because the game is all like, you know, every Paper Mario is only two characters, and then the bugs are like, "Why not?" And he's like, "Okay, fine, you can have three characters," and then you and then you have three characters. It's it's funny. I thought it was a jab at I thought it was a jab at Paper Mario, but no, I mean it's yeah, it feels like. It feels like Thousand Year Door, but I think the mechanics of the battling is a little bit more complex than that. That's why I say that it's a little bit better than Thousand Year Door. But yeah, no, I mean, I played it. I've played it for like five, six hours now, and I still think it's cool. It's it, you know, it's 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 witty. It's uh, it's funny. It's punny and all that stuff. You're these little bug guys that are looking for these uh, you know, these sought after trinkets from various different places. There's a there's a world map. You know, everything's connected. So you go you go from one thing to another, and you get you get experience points. Like it has the same thing where it's like, you know, it's little experience balls, but it becomes a big ball if it's ten of them. 
uh, it, when you, whenever you level up, you get to choose what you want. You can upgrade your magic mm-hmm. meter. You can upgrade your, your, uh, HP. You can upgrade how many medals you can have on at once. There's actually free medals that you can get that'll make the game harder, but will give you more experience points. So if you want to grind, you can put those on. So I thought that was really cool. That was a nice addition. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, there's a medal that you can put on where you can just go around and knock guys out without even fighting them. I thought that was really cool. It kind of reminds me of Earthbound, you know, where like the guys get so, you know, you're so much overpowered that they run away from you, and then and then you'll not have to fight them, but still get the experience points. You can do that in this too. I was like really blown away by that. So yeah, no, it's it's cool. It reminds me a lot of a uh, Thousand Year Door, but I think it's a little more complicated in the in the in the fighting mechanics. And I looked up the I looked up at how long to beat, and it has it at exactly the price point. The average of people who beat it, the regular main story mode, is twenty five hours. Twenty five hours for twenty five dollars, right there. So. Okay. Even though I used, I ended up using some of my gold coins, so it wasn't that much. Plus, I had money in there from like, cause I, you know, I've been trying to just put $60 in the eShop and just spend that for the month. So I still had money left. So I think I ended up maybe throwing an extra $5 on there just to make that price. But, but no, it, yeah, it's great. I, I played it. I did a stream of it last week and you can check that out on, on, a, on Switch if you want to see it or Twitch if you want to see it. But yeah, I mean, it's been fun. If you want something that's more of a lighthearted RPG but still has a little bit of extra stuff in there than the other Mario Party Paper Marios didn't, uh, that's what you got. And uh, what was it? And also, I'm almost done with my Japan book, and I haven't finished it yet because, you know, like like most games, like when we get a game that we really like and we don't want to finish it, that's kind of like I wanted to be in the right mindset. I have like an hour left on the ebook, so I could you know easily crank it out in a night. But I've just been waiting. But I listened to I listened to the whole part on Pokemon. And uh, it was like just so crazy to hear about how resistant Nintendo was against Pokemon because you know the guy who approached them he they had, he had never made a game before like they didn't think it was a a sure shot and apparently according to the book the reason that the game ended up on Game Boy was because Nintendo had no faith in it so they put it on their old wow. aging system because they didn't want it on the 64 because the 64 was their big thing their big like state of the art thing so pokemon could have been a 64 game yeah they didn't they said they didn't put it on there because they thought that it would fail and that it would give a bad wow. name to their 64 so that's well, why they it put it on the game though. that's why For they sure. put it on the game boy yeah and that was the main reason because they didn't have any faith in it. And they actually made Shigeru Miyamoto like oversee the development of the game and all that because they didn't believe in the in the product and all that stuff. So it's amazing. And now it's like now it makes more money for them than most of their franchises do. So I mean it's like it's crazy just to hear about what it was and you know, back in the nineties, in the mid nineties, you know, where where it would have been versus now. But yeah. It was, it was just kind of blew my mind to think about how resistant they were to Pokemon and now Pokemon is Pokemon, you know. Pokemon's just in so many ways just such an anomaly, and I think especially that it was on the Game Boy and I, well, it resurrected I think, this. Right. I mean it helped. I think it heck I think it accidentally helped them. Like that maybe they thought that, you know, they're like let's throw it on a system that nobody really cares about, but I think that helped sales because everybody already had a Game Boy, so they didn't right. need to they didn't know, need to go buy another one. They could already buy the... So it was kind of like, you know, lightning in a bottle that just kind of came together. And it was just like... Right. Oh, and, and not to mention, you know, they did like the anime and they did the card series like all at the same time. So it was like they tried to make it accessible to everyone. So that was part of how it like... Yeah. And the name of the... Pokemon Jet, like the promotion was like just completely crazy. There was like a whole jet that was devoted to Pokemon. Oh, sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't. I, yeah, I don't remember one in particular, but I'm, I'm sure there was one. I just remember they did like, that whole viral thing where they made everybody get seizures by watching the cartoon and it made international news. Like yeah. that's a great plan. I don't think they did that intentionally, but yeah, it was it was Pokemon that that uh, that started that the anime. But yeah, no, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's just crazy to to listen to it. And I guess the original presentation that uh, that the main guy showed, which I really shouldn't, I should know his name because he's famous and people toxic fandoms talk against him all the time but uh he uh he he originally showed it to nintendo as a as kaiju it was like a he was basically like godzilla versus king kong but in like pokemon form was the original like you know the original pitch that he had i thought that's kind of cool but yeah it's great it's a great book um i I think i I tried to send you guys copies of it through audible i don't know if it worked or not but you all i got was a link i got it yeah, how to go to Audible? Yeah, so I don't know if it'll give it to you, but it's I've been in really enjoying it. There's a lot of really cool stuff about anime and just Japanese pop culture in general, and a uh, history of like Sony and Nintendo and stuff like that. So, so it's been it's been great, and uh, yeah, I recommend double recommend it. But that's what I've been doing for the week. Well, I uh, don't have a whole lot to talk about other than the topic of the week, or one of the topics rather, which was Paper Mario. Um, other than that, mostly just. Real life stuff this week just been kind of like really moving because we got keys to the place last Wednesday. So it's been one week that we've had the ability to move in here. And then we have till the end of the month to move in or rather to move out of our old places. And uh, both myself and my partner have had have been living on our own for so long that we just there's just a lot. Of, there's a lot of stuff sure, yeah. kind of working through and figuring out. And then as far as furniture and all that, we don't have enough room for all of our furniture so we gotta like work all that stuff out to you so it's been a whole thing but uh and that's why i said the thing about the between paper mario and uh moving there's just a lot of cardboard in my life too so much box <laughs> too much paper too much cardboard so many boxes and boy yeah paper for for uh, fragile items uh, i play a little animal crossing i've been trying to play every day but at this point it's become very uh chory I go in, I just, you know, like I, I might may have mentioned it earlier, I get the fossils, get the money tree, get the money rock, uh, go evaluate the fossils, blah, blah, blah. If I, if I start playing early enough, I'll go to the shop and see if there's anything that I want or I'll go down and I go down to the, uh, the ATM in the, in the center to get my Nook Miles and to look and see if they're selling a KK track I don't have. So there's just this whole like, kind of thing and then of course the way my island's laid out now i've just got like the circuit that i walk so i might play for 10 minutes 20 minutes tops and be done um still playing minecraft a little bit but kind of backed off from that a lot because anytime i've had a chance to play games i've tried to play uh paper mario as much as i can um i did want to talk a little bit about my new office as you can see behind me it looks like a total mess because it is but um (laughs) I reset the way my computer is and kind of, and I, and I think I mentioned it in our, uh, we have a Patreon episode about our dream setups. And so I talked a little bit about the way, the way my office was set up and I've reduced the size of it to about a third of what it used to be. And I'm really happy with it. It's super streamlined. Um, I bought some command Velcro strips to where you can like stick one to one thing and then stick the other to the back of something. And then mm-hmm. when you're done with it, it peels off nice and clean. And I adhered my hard drive and my USB hub and my uh, HDMI switch to the side of the desk. And it just, it's so cool. 
I've got my PC over nice. here. Everything is just like plugged in right there. If I need to plug in something into the USB, it's right here. I've even got one of my speakers Velcro to the desk so it can't be knocked off because I kept like reaching to change the volume on it and it would keep falling off. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to Velcro this shit to the to the desk. And I actually really like it. So it's nice. Yeah. I've got a wireless mic or wireless mouse and wireless keyboard, of course. So I don't need a whole lot of space other than what's taken up by the screens. My, I, I have a dual monitor setup. I've had that for years now, but my second monitor is actually sitting on a cat litter container and it like fits perfectly in the corner of the room. So it just like, I'm really happy with the way it's set up. So digging my new office setup so far, I've got big plans for the space behind me once I figure out how to get all this shit out of the way. But uh, yeah, that's really been mostly what I focused on this week. And then like, Oh, and like I got really uh, where I'd moved, we can get, Fiber internet, so I got fiber internet. So yeah. I've been playing with that, around with that a little bit. It's really, really fast. Um, yeah, super fast. I've yeah. never had this. I've never experienced anything quite like it. I think it would be for me almost as big of a like change, as big of a like impact on on me as like the first time I ever used uh, like Ethernet. Because if you remember, yes, yeah. change from dial no up dial to up. Ethernet. Yeah, yeah. That was like holy shit. And I guess wireless was kind of the same way when you could like walk around with a laptop. So or like cable a, modems where you didn't have to dial up and you're just on the internet all the time. That was a big right, deal. Right? Yeah. For well, me. I would think that'd be kind yeah. of like Ethernet or um, DSL. But yeah, this this here is just it's like real fast. And, you, um, yeah, DSL you still had to call though. Extremely. That sucks. That's true. Extremely yeah. pain painless. Um, I had DSL at one place I lived where you didn't have to call them, but you did have to have a phone line, but it didn't. It didn't call them like any sort of way where it would take over your phone line, but I've never had a landline in my life other than it well, growing up. But yeah, in my adult life of the past eighteen years, I, I had yeah, and I had a landline at my in my college dorm. That's the only time I've ever had it. I had I had DSL at the Columbia College dorm for like a month. And it sucked. It would just constantly get connected, and I had to keep trying to dial in. That's that why was probably I, yeah the more early days. Of that, it. That's why I remember that. And it was like a thing where like if you got it, you got like a you got like a I don't know fifty dollars in credit or something like that as as like a gift card, and that's why I did it. And and it just sucked. I remember I just kept having to having to reconnect. That's why I remember that of it. But yeah, the fiber. Did you have to pay extra for the fiber? Or is that like something that's it's more it's, it's more, more than what I was paying for my crappy AT and T internet. It's about forty bucks more a month, but I'm splitting it with my partner. So yeah, but it's worth it. I mean, actually, get up spending less on it, and uh, she's going to enjoy the the faster speed too because she's she likes to do stuff online and upload YouTube videos and stuff. Which wow, YouTube videos, holy shit! The difference well, is like. I couldn't have even like yours took like days, right? The other the, it took me to. two days to doubt, to upload when Trey and I would do our videos where we would both like play Splatoon and we play. Granted, some of these videos would be like two hours long, yeah. But I would I would edit them together where both of our um, gameplay screens were yeah, on, it's like a split once. screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah those yeah. are fun and yeah. uh, and sync them up and stuff. And that was a lot of fun and it, it would take quite a while. But once you know, once I kind of figured out how it worked, I could. I could edit it pretty quick, but then just processing it, that took a long time, which that's not going to change because my computer is the same computer. Mm. But uh, yeah, it would take like two to three days to upload one of those videos sometimes. Wow. Yeah. And I couldn't, like, I couldn't even, like, watch YouTube 
Yeah, you couldn't do any, anything. That's, yeah, that's why you didn't upload anything. Like, yeah. yeah, it was so throttled. So, damn. I, I uh, uploaded a 48-minute video. It was just a test, mm. and it's on my personal channel if anyone cares to watch it. It's the first day, almost a year ago today, when uh, Sean and I went to Denver. We stopped off in Chicago and hung out with Trey and Jess. Oh, is it from the we, arcade? We like, went to the Logan Arcade, yeah. and then we went to... Um, Where's where did we go do karaoke? What's the name of that place? Alice's. Alice's, yeah. The yeah, yeah. Four AM one. All of our karaoke songs are in there in full. Oh wow! All of our like every video and picture I took, I just made like a super cut just for fun. Uploaded this forty-eight minute video to YouTube in less than five minutes. Oh, and and oh. it's and what is your is it J Max Stack? Is that what the address is for that? Is what your personal YouTube is? Do you remember? What is my YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I think it's yeah. I think it is JMac stuff. I was like, because that was where all the JMac plays uh, Minecraft stuff was originally, before it was on the Nintendo main one. Um, no, it's Dax Deluxe. Oh, so okay. S T A X D E L U X E, all one word. Okay. If you want to check it out, I've got that uploaded. But yeah, that took me less than ten minutes to upload. I mean, I'm in and there. I, I got to check it out. You are in there. You uh, you do too drunk to fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're both in there. So I guess, uh, you yeah. do a Wingo Boingo song, and there was something yeah. else too. Yeah, whatever. Probably whatever I did at the time. But but there was just some funny stuff that happened that night when we were when we were doing karaoke. And I don't know if you remember or not, but there's like some people dancing that was really funny and stuff. So sure, it's got some funny moments. It's not edited at all. It's just straight up like oh, it's just raw. It's Somewhat. just every every just bit together. of footage. Like yeah, I yeah. said, I just dumped it out. But yeah. Wow, fiber internet! If you can get that shit, I highly recommend it. Because can, oh, and by the way, I didn't mention while I was uploading, I was watching other YouTube videos, yeah. and they were running just fine. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's great. Um, wow, what a difference! <laughs> it's weird. It's weird, and um, like I'm not even plugged straight into the modem either. Like they give you these like little silver discs that plug into the wall that are like your Wi-Fi boosters or whatever. And then those have Ethernet plugs on the bottom of them. So I've got an Ethernet cable running from that to my PC. And the actual uh, thing that's in our house is like two rooms away. But so I was still getting display like crazy fast speed. So, yeah, I don't want to keep like bragging. I'm not trying to brag. I just uh, coming from what I had before. This is oh, sure, insane. Yeah. Uh, it's such, sure, a, it's huh? such an upgrade. Uh-huh. Now, now you can now you can get Stadia and play it and be disappointed. It's true. <laughs> I got on Twitch last night very briefly, um, and it worked fine. So, yeah, that's an option now, too. Like, I can actually do something like that. So that – I know I've said many, many times in the past that I might get into the, the Twitch thing, but I've never been happy with the quality of my streams. Yeah. And, and now I and don't you can, have that as an excuse anymore. And you can watch my stream now. Mm-hmm. And, and I was watching, uh, I was watching Trey's stream while I was playing Animal Crossing last night, just doing my chores, and almost just hearing the soundtrack to Final Fantasy II while I was doing something else was really cool. And then, like, it's a good soundtrack. Also, just being like, "That's my friend over there that I haven't seen for almost a year." Yeah, and he's live right now. Just see this me digitally. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad that it's working. Well, hopefully, I was hoping that you'd be able to do some stream stuff for our Twitch channel on your end, and we'll figure that out. Yeah, let's at some work point on we maybe could both figure out a schedule or something. We could one both night do a week it. or something where I where I would do something. Yeah, well, I mean, well, whenever you wanted to do it, I figured you could just do it on there too, and then we'd have more content, you know. But yeah, no, that's cool. Glad you can do that stuff. That's pretty much it, though. Like it's been a, it's been yeah, lots of work, real life stuff, and then any spare moment, mm-hmm. Paper Mario. 
Nice. And we're still, uh, you still on the Super Mario Maker 2 train, John? Oh, yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> yeah. Super Mario Maker 2 all day. We, we played it, I mean, we played a little bit of it earlier, Justin and I did. Just uh, just because oh, I haven't just because I haven't played it for a while, we were fucking around with the worlds, and then we played some of the well because I wanted to play that because we did a play with viewers stream a while back, and this one kid was sending us all those levels, so I was trying to play his yeah. world, even though like the very first uh, the very first like Bowser dungeon on his is like really fucking hard, and we couldn't get past that, so we had to mm. quit. But yeah, no, we we were playing around with the world stuff. I still think it's great. You know, I don't really I only play online with you guys for the most part, but. You know, we we play. We try to. You know, we play games I together. Try it again that's one that we haven't played. So yeah, well, that's a good idea. Yeah. We should do that. We could try it again at some point. But yeah, no, I'm surprised. I played enough that I see. I start to see like YouTubers and stuff that I watch. Like, you know, just by the, the I played so much that the odds are I'm going to see somebody that I've I watch myself. So, oh, you, you've probably played most of the levels that are on there too, with all the time that you put on. I get there. a lot of repeats. I do get repeats. I yeah. mean, there's so. I don't know how many of the multiplayer level, levels there are, but I know that at one point uh, Nintendo said that they were like two million levels uploaded. That was shortly after the game came out. I'm sure there's so, a lot more. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm certain. I'm not played every level. It's just impossible. Yeah. But um, I'm pretty sure I played most of like the top tier levels that that their algorithm pushes out because I get a lot of repeats. Yeah, but it's become the ultimate uh, comfort food. For for you? Oh yeah, it totally is. I mean, first of all, Mario always was the ultimate comfort yeah. food, but now it's just like here's Mario levels forever. Like that's what they should call the game. They should call it Mario levels forever. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. A fan fan made ones, but Mario yeah, forever. but forever. I'm surprised you. I'm surprised you haven't gone back to uh, um to to Mist or like uh, Grim Fandango or anything like that. You were really excited about those when you got them. Oh yeah, I am. Those. those are still on the on the list to play. Yeah, because um, I know you have a lot of stuff that you haven't that you haven't gotten. Yeah, it's just for the for the last mm, six weeks or so, I've been working really hard on this this other project, um, uh, writing stuff. Mm. And so it's like to get involved into a story based game is kind of difficult right now. Whereas the easy you know piece of candy that is Mario Maker, I can. Take that anytime. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't want to be creatively influenced by Grim Fandango. Accidentally. <laughs> you no, might, you, might, you might start writing stories of that uh, of that one guy from the myth from Mist or whatever. <laughs> oh no, I'd write my own book and then I'd get sucked into it and I'd be lost forever. <laughs> yeah, we can't have that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think this has been our episode two hundred twenty nine here. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, and yeah, I know uh, we we talk, you know, we talk at the beginning about like uh, coronavirus and stuff like that. I just wanted to say is like, uh, you know, anybody anybody who listens to this is having a having a hard time or whatnot. You can email me at Nintendo Main Podcast at Gmail, and I'll totally talk to you. I mean, it's been it's been a rough yeah. time for a lot of people, you know, who have uh, their own problems with depression and just mental, you know, stuff like that. And I'll second it, that. Uh, if anybody, uh, if anybody, you know, DM yeah. me on Twitter or something. Yeah, if anybody needs to talk to somebody. I would totally talk to you because you know it's been rough for it's been rough for a lot of people right now going through all this right. with like loss of jobs and just like 
real real uncertain about where the world is going and all that. And if you like listening to us and you want to reach out to us, go for it. Or you can check us out on Twitch or YouTube or whatever. You know, like drop us a line if we're doing that. Or most, uh, if you follow follow us on Twitter uh, at Nintendo underscore Domain or JMac Stack, and you know my DMs are open. You could if you ever would just want to talk to somebody. You know, we're we're here for you. I just wanted to mention that just yeah. because I know that it's been a hard time right now and. You know, if you feel like you need somebody to talk to, talk to us. We all need each other right now. Yes, right. for sure. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, you can find our stuff at, uh, Nintendo main podcast.com, youtube.com slash Nintendo main podcast, twitch.tv slash Nintendo main podcast. I think my solid schedule for Twitch is, uh, Tuesday nights, 2 a.m., Final Fantasy 4, Thursday night, 2 a.m., will be Switch games. I'll change it every week. Saturday night at 1 a.m. will be the WRT Radio Live. Uh, this week I'm going to do an Indies episode. I've been doing different episodes based on different things. I'm basically going to do a larger version of the Indies episode that I did before on the podcast. So check that out at twitch.tv slash podcast. And if you want to support the show at all, go to patreon.com slash podcast, where you can drop us a dollar and you can hear all of our bonus episodes. Uh, we'll have a new one up soon. And, uh, also have a second. Uh, I have a second podcast from Jess and I up in the next couple of days, so oh, cool. I'll probably have the first episode on here, so you can check it out. It's basically, it's we called it a "How is it now?" But it's basically we're uh, we're going to look at old Oscar-winning movies and watch them in today's. You know, talk about how they how we feel about them today and how we felt about them when they came out. So it's kind of like a retro movie show. We have three episodes recorded so far, so. I'm going to drop one on this feed and two on our regular Drunk Monday feed and then a third one in a week or so. So keep an eye out for that. Our first episode's about Birdman, so it's it's fun. But yeah, uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mikowski. John Nitter. And thanks, everybody, for watching, listening, consuming, all that stuff. We'll see you next week. See ya.